What's up, guys? How are you all doing? Thank you for checking out another episode of the SBL podcast and the Sick Boy Lounge. I am really excited to give you guys this one. This is actually the first episode of like the new format that I was kind of designing the show around and trying to bring on more content creators and more streamers and kind of have them tell their story and talk about their channel and their content and stuff. So I'm really, really excited about this one. Uh, we talked to some great people in this episode. We're going to get into that a little bit later. Um, but yeah, this has been a long time coming. There's been a lot of work put into the show up to this point and still continuing to do so. So I hope everyone's still checking out the, the live episodes every Saturday. But, um, yeah, so this is kind of the format that I'm going for now. So expect more content similar to this as the episodes start to develop. With that being said, the episode is brought to you by the good folks over at OP Seat. I know I say this every episode, but I cannot stress this enough, guys. If you're looking for that new gaming chair, you know, if you're a fan of another streamer, if you're a fan of a, an esports organization or a team or anything like that, you see them sitting in these very stylish and luxurious looking gaming chairs and they're they're marketed as such they're you know, op seat is one of the best manufacturers on the market today and why do i say that mostly just from interacting with the people i mean they're good honest people you know you don't find that a lot in in various businesses nowadays and that's really refreshing. You know, I'm I'm in their Discord as often as I can. And the people there are just so amazing. They're so genuine. There is staff that's available on their Discord channel at any given time to help you with any issues you might be having if you're, you know, having trouble with an order, it hasn't come in on time, or if it came with missing parts and pieces, or you know, it's, something isn't to your liking. You don't have to just sit on a 1-800 line and sit on hold for an hour or something like that. You can just jump into there and talk to a real person, literally, at any given time. And the quality. You can't beat the quality. The chairs are made out of these amazing solid steel frames, cold-pressed memory foam. The stitching is, I mean, I, I'm, I'm looking at their products right now, and it's just, I mean, there's bar none, nothing that compares to what these guys are doing. So you got to get in here and you got to check out their sales. Uh, right now, they're having a special deal, a limited time Echo Fox sale because they just signed a new partnership with Team Echo Fox. There is free shipping on all of their chairs and you get an automatic $20 off your order. Now, what makes that so awesome is that if you use my code SICKBOY21, spell SICKBOY with a one, or if you use my affiliate link, which you can find in my Twitch panels or in any of my social media, you'll get an additional $10 off your purchase. That's $30 off of your chair. You can't beat that. So get in there, opseat.com slash ref slash sickboy21, or just use my code sickboy21 and get your deal. Get your chair, man. Your ass deserves to be living in luxury. And the only way you're going to do that is with OP Seat. We're also brought to you by the good people over at Rogue Energy. I know I say good people a lot, but I try to surround myself with good people. And so far with these partnerships, I feel like I've been able to do that. And Rogue Energy is no exception to that. They are doing something that, I mean, yeah, they are 
kind of in line with the other companies that do these energy drink powders. You know, you got you know who they are. But Rogue is really approaching this from more of a common sense standpoint. You know, they're not putting in anything into their product that you would not knowingly put into your body. And that's something that is very refreshing and something to be respected. And I definitely respect these guys. I have nothing but respect for them. Again, spend as much time in that Discord as I possibly can because the people there are just awesome to talk to. They're other streamers. They're other gamers. They they get it. You know what I mean? They're they're in this the same the same way that we are. And they're a great company to work with. And they're a great group of people to reach out to if you're ever having any issues. Um, again, there is staff available in their Discord that you can reach out to them. A lot of times they prefer you to email. Um, but the option is there to reach out to them in their Discord. And right now, they've just added to their starter kit their strawberry kiwi and grape popsicle as the two newest flavors to hit the line and they are fucking delicious i just actually finished my strawberry kiwi tub and i'm very very sad so i'm gonna be ordering some more this week because i need rogue in my life man it's what helps me get my shit done and it's not riding this crazy wave of like a insane sugar high you know i'm getting real science put into a product that is made by people that I can trust and that I can count on to give me something that I want to drink, that I want to put in my body that is going to give me good, clean energy without the crash, without that groggy, shitty feeling you get at the end of like one of those canned drinks. Um, there's, uh, I mean, I can't, I can't say any more positive things before I just sound like I'm dick riding the guys, but you know, you're, you're getting good shit here. It's all dehydrated fruit powders that's going into their flavorings and you know, their sweeteners and stuff. So it's, it's all natural shit. There's actually a, a formula that you can go online to their website, the and actually see everything that's getting put into your product, everything that they put in it, all the flavorings they use. One thing that I have really come to appreciate what they don't use is this uh, chemical called malic acid. And several of the other companies use this. Um, and what it is, it's, it's, it's really, really fucking bad for your teeth. I mean, it just does damage to your enamel that is, is not reversible. You know, you can't, you can't counter it in any way. It's eventually just going to end up rotting out your teeth. You're not going to get that with Rogue. And right now, their starter kits are on sale. When I ordered mine, they were still like 15 bucks. Well, now they're $11.99 for a starter kit that comes with five flavor samples and a shaker. I think right now they have the legendary loot shaker, which is the gold-colored, goldish-orange-colored shaker cup. And uh, that's available right now for $12.99. And if you use code SICKOS, SICKOS spelled with a one, You'll get 10% off of your order, any order. If you order tubs, if you order the starter kit, if you order some merch, whatever it is, you throw that code on there, you're going to get 10% off. And if you use the affiliate link that's in also in my Twitch panels and on my social media, that allows you to then use any promotional codes that Rogue Energy is already using on top of the 10% discount you already get with me. 
That is fucking amazing. And you get to save a lot of money. You get a good product. You get good nutrition. I have seen countless testimonials, and not only just in their Discord, but on their website and on social media, where people are using this. Not just gamers. I mean, I've seen guys have these things on construction sites. I've seen people sing its praises as a pre-workout supplement. I mean, sky's the limit for these guys. You should get on the ride. TheRogueEnergy.com, code SICKBOY21, get 10% off any order with Rogue. And we are also brought to you by Pro Gaming Crew. Guys, if you're looking for that upgrade to your setup, your controllers, your you need some new cables or, or what have you, Pro Gaming Crew is where you want to go. If you need skins or grips, and you hear... Some of these other grip companies that are partnered with you know, esports teams and other streamers and content creators and, and stuff like that. But you're just getting grips. And you're just getting skins for your controllers. You're not really getting a variety of product. That's not the case with Pro Gaming Crew. They have mice. They have headsets. They have keyboards. They have controllers, cables, accessories, skins, and grips. Uh, merchandise. I think they have some t-shirts and stuff and they're working on a hoodie right now that they're going to be getting out. I, I saw some of the um, some of the artwork that they're using or the kind of like test things out and they look fucking sick. And those will be available also online very soon. But what Pro Gaming Crew has allowed me to do as an affiliate is to give you guys 20% off of your order. You want that new keyboard, you get 20% off. You want that new controller grip, you got 20% off. You need a new headset, you get 20 fucking percent off. Doesn't matter what it is. If you order it from Pro Gaming Crew and you use code SICKOS, also spelled with a one, you're going to get 20%. And that's just how it is, man. That's why these guys are awesome. That's why I love working with them. That's why I love their products. You're not going to be disappointed. Um, Let's see, who else? Oh, yeah, we got... One other affiliation that I have failed to mention up until this point. Uh, we're also brought to you by a great company called Hemp Lucid. They are a CBD supplement manufacturer that, how do I say this? They're probably one of, if not the most honest CBD manufacturer that's available right now. Their products tend to be a little more expensive than their competitors. Um, but that's for damn good reason. I, I have always been one to believe that you get what you pay for. And what you're getting from Hemp Lucid is nothing but quality. They put countless hours of research and testing into every single product that they have available. And I know that sounds a little cut and dry. I was like, oh, well, it's just everyone does that that makes anything well no that's not necessarily true and there are still some very strict regulations when it comes to anything cannabis based doesn't matter if it gets you high or not people still haven't quite made that jump to have it be socially acceptable it's getting there don't it'll it'll get there but there's still some reservations about it federal government isn't doing us any favors either so Hemp Lucid has a lot of, you know, very shaky ground to try and, and navigate, and they're doing it very well. Um, check out their products, hemplucid.com. 
and you know they're they're CBD tinctures. They have uh, oils for your vaporizer if you're if you're a vapor like myself. You know they got oils you can put into into your mod and you can vape away. Um, they have waxes and uh, what is it? Uh, shatter CBD shatter that you can use in in your rigs. Um, I, the list goes on the products that they have and they're definitely beneficial. Um, I, I'm not one to sit and say, Oh, well, yes, it's a cure all for this, or it'll save you from this ailment or whatever. No, do the research on your own. And they have plenty of information for you to sift through, um, a bunch of, bunch of research papers and uh, articles, things that have been written on their products and their business model. So definitely, uh, educate yourself on cannabidiol also known as cbd and if it can possibly be a benefit to you you know if you don't know read into it if you think it might well then see what they got available and see if it's something that you think might be able to help you if you're suffering from anxiety or depression or chronic pain um you know there are studies showing that cbd can be a very helpful tool in aiding in those areas uh, i can speak from personal experience that it has been far and wide beneficial to helping me with my own issues with anxiety and depression something i know i don't talk about a lot on this show but i don't know maybe i'll start to open myself up a little bit more and, and talk about that but one thing that i have used to aid me in that pursuit is cbd and hemp lucid has gone to great lengths to make sure that people like me can have safe quality products to choose from and that we know are going to be put into the market after being deemed safe to use. And that's all anyone can really ask for is making sure that the things that we're putting into our body are safe to do so. And that's what I appreciate about HempLucid. HempLucid.com. Please check them out. And um, I'll have a uh, I'll have a link posted in my uh, Twitch panels and in my social media. I don't have a discount code yet. Um, still in emailing back and forth to those guys. But once I have something set, once they've given me the information I need, I will pass that along to you guys. Uh, but until then, just check them out, see what they got, and see if it could help you. Uh, last but not least, we're brought to you by the good people over at Lucky Duck Tattoo from back in Houston, Texas, my old hometown. Quit shopping around, guys. If you're anywhere near the Houston area, Southeast Houston, out near Pasadena, Lucky Duck Tattoo on the corner of Spencer Highway and Red Bluff Road. They're going to treat you right. They have a safe, clean environment. They have amazing people there. One of the owners is actually a very dear friend of mine from back in high school. His name is Michael Downauer. Go in there, tell Michael that sick boy sent you. He's going to give you a big old hug. He may even squeeze your butt a little bit. But he's going to treat you right. Everyone there is going to treat you right. You're going to be in a, a clean, sanitary environment. Nothing to worry about. You have professionals doing tattoos. You have professionals doing piercings. They have a great lounge area set up at the front where you can chill if you're waiting for your appointment or just if you're with a buddy for emotional support, something I've heard a lot of times in a tattoo studio, it's kind of weird. Um, there's places for you to chill out, play games, read, listen to some good music, whatever. I mean, it's just, it's an awesome business. It's an awesome place and it's run by awesome people. 
So quit looking around. If you're in that area, just go straight to Lucky Duck Tattoo, and I guarantee it, you'll never want to go to another tattoo shop unless it's, like, run by a famous person, but that's up to you. Anyway, let's get into the episode, man. My guest tonight... Ooh. Anyway, my guest tonight... Uh, my first guest is a dear friend of mine and is also a fellow streamer. Uh, he's a Twitch affiliate. He's a battle royale competitive shooter, content creator. His name is Brad Bilrelio, and he is possibly the most chill motherfucker on Twitch right now. And you got to check him out, man. It's it's really great to see when you know he's the, he's got this really laid back, calm demeanor, and then it hits that final five. And that's where you really start to see the the animation, the energy really start to kind of like pour out of his face. You know what I mean? So he's he's a fun watch. I guarantee, really recommend his channel, twitch.tv slash Brad And we'll get into that in the episode as well. Um, and then my last guest is a gentleman by the name of Tzvi, who is the co-founder and sales director for a company called The Game Theory, who manufactures a, a set of high security gaming backpacks and uh i showed off this backpack in the last episode and we actually go into great detail talking about the product here in the episode and he was actually a really great guy to talk to i uh, was really reluctant to reach out and see if they'd be willing to do the podcast but man they were totally open to it and he was great conversation an awesome guy to talk to you guys are going to dig the fuck out of it also we got our featured artist tonight which comes to us by way of russia this is sin deliverance and they are a brutal fucking deathcore band that i am a huge fan of i got a chance to talk with the guys a little bit off and on before we did the show and they're awesome dudes they love what they do and i love that they do what they do because their music is fucking amazing and you guys are going to dig the shit out of it too i highly recommend you go to their band camp sindeliverance.bandcamp.com pick up their album it's like five bucks right now go get that shit and add it to your collection because you're going to want this album after you hear these songs and you're going to want to follow this band see where they go from here because they are fucking badass and I love that they're willing to do the show and I can't wait to hear more from them we're going to have them back as soon as they have more music up so here we go guys ladies and gentlemen the Sick Boy Lounge is open for business. Hey, all right, now we're working. Yeah, yeah. What's going on, bro? What's up, bud? How are you doing, man? Excellent. No, thank you. Thank you very much for taking time out of your day and, and come on the show, man. I really do appreciate it. No, I know I we're uh, you on, brother. This, uh, this is pretty cool. It is pretty cool, dude. This is the, a new thing that I'm trying to do now where I want to reach out to other streamers and bring them on the show, talk about their content, because as I'm sure you have found out, trying to get your channel exposed and your content out to people just to like try and draw on an audience can be really difficult. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, like I remember the crawl from starting out to the first 50 followers was 
it, it took for it took me personally me it took five months and that's like a hundred percent organic i didn't do any of the the host bots or anything like that um it was literally me making friends with 50 individual people and just kind of going for the support to support kind of thing man yeah i like i like the the wording that you use the crawl it definitely feels like a crawl like it's it's not a fast-paced thing at all uh whoop coming in with a shout out for brad let's check that out thank you whoop 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 <laughs> Um, but yeah, dude, it's, it's not a quick process, you know, and you can almost get a little cliche with it in a way and saying that, you know, uh, you know, no good things come easy or, you know, whatever cliche you can have for, for things being difficult, trying to come around and, and trying to get things started, especially creatively. So that's an accurate description. Yeah. The crawl is definitely the way to go. Oh, I think I hear my little girl crying. Uh-oh, little ones, little yeah, ones. I know all about that. Being a dad and streaming, that's like... And you know... Do that. Like, my heart goes out to you, it really does. <laughs> the, uh, trying to figure out how to balance the schedule between, you know, your, your live stream, making sure you have time with the family and not, like, cutting into things and doing all of that. That can, that can be a challenge in of itself. Oh, yeah. It's, um, I still don't actually have a defined schedule down, um, but I try not to stream during the day just because, you know, I have the kids here and, you know, the wife is either here, she's at work and, you know, like I spend a lot of time with my mom and the grandparents. And so that's why I stream mainly at night is, uh, that, that's the gist of it, man. Everybody's kind of calmed down, you know, the, the night's dimming down and that's the time that I can you know, I can put in the time and the effort to actually the grind. Here, yeah, for sure. Sec. I think I gotta go give her a bottle. Yeah, man. No, no. Go, go handle it. Hey, yeah. Parenting is unpredictable, dude. No worries. No worries. <laughs> he sashays out of here. Whoop. Chaos schedule, best schedule. Hey, you know, if if anyone knows about the chaos schedule, it is you, my friend. But you, you pull it off beautifully, if I do say so myself. Um Shit, you just finished a uh, a twenty four hour stream recently, if I remember correctly. That was uh that was pretty nuts to, to come across. I didn't know you were doing that. I would have tuned in for that, man. And yeah, that is a beautiful wooden chair, if I do say so myself. So what um what all consisted of your twenty? Have you done a twenty four hour stream before? I didn't know I was doing it as well. That just kind of got thrusted on you. Oh man, what a uh, what a thing to be uh to be railroaded by. Pun absolutely intended for my guest. It was the oh. first one you did. Oh, okay, crazy. Hey, there's. <laughs> Bro, it never stops. It really never stops. Dude, that that look right there is a look I have had. I don't know how many times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because my son, uh, my son Gotham, he's two. And okay. Right after we had gone through like the first couple checkups, um, they gave her a pregnancy test and they told us like, "Hey, you know you're pregnant, right?" And that was like, "Oh God, here we go, round two. <laughs> we got both of ours back to back, and like, that's it, man. Like that's why I said my heart goes out to any any parents that are streamers. That's that's 
to balance that out is just tough. It really is. Yeah, man, the balance is definitely necessary. And I, one thing I've seen is that a lot of parent streamers, for lack of a better term, uh, are actually like incorporating as the kids get older, obviously, or incorporating the kids into the stream, doing like. Mm-hmm father-son type stuff or you know mom-daughter type shit or there's like a whole congregation of of people like within a family that'll sit in like a room and play zelda or like a party game or some shit like that so yeah. um uh, well i appreciate your look man your lurk rather and uh yeah dude go go wolf down some some popping corn thanks man get the pops get the pops <laughs> so um I want to kind of just get like an obvious question out of the way that most people have probably for anyone that they hear is doing anything related to Twitch. What made you want to do it, man? Like it's obviously not for everybody. And you know, there's a select few people that get very, very successful at it. Um, so what, what was it that initially pushed you in the direction of wanting to be a streamer? That's, you know, it's a funny story. Um, I love funny stories. Like most people um, our age, you know, in our age group, you know, I'm 27 years old. I've been playing video games since I was, you know, a wee baby. And, uh, like, I can just remember back in the day playing on the Super Nintendo, having my dad beat my ass. (laughs) All this playing Mortal Kombat. No remorse, dude. He was like, if you want to win, you got to earn it. Hell yeah. That's the way you do it, man. So, growing up, I mean, I've always played, but Halo was the big one for me. And I put in a lot of time when I was uh, first playing Halo. And then Call of Duty came up, and I started seeing people making YouTube videos. And I always kind of, in the back of my mind, really wanted to get into it. And then about eight months ago is when I heard that a personal friend of mine had actually became an affiliate streamer for Twitch. Right on. Now, I heard the buzz of Twitch. I knew, you know, about it. I used to play Dota 2 a lot, so I knew about Steam, and I was I was familiar with it, but I, I never really downloaded it and tried to become a streamer. Um, basically, I downloaded about seven months ago, I downloaded Fortnite as an app on my iPhone, and it just, just to pass the time, I just would play Fortnite. And I had no idea the game was even free. I had no clue. I didn't know that it was cross-platform. I had <laughs> no freaking idea what any of it was about. So I downloaded this thing called Omelette Arcade. And what it is is it integrates YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook videos. So you can stream on all of those platforms while you're playing on your mobile device. No shit. Yeah, and that's what originally got me into Twitch because I started a YouTube page. Because uh, I don't know, do you ever watch Nick A Thirty? No, that name doesn't sound familiar to me. But um, shout PewDiePie out to Nick A Thirty. Shout out, bro. PewDiePie gave that guy a shout out. Oh, yeah, right on. Subscribers on YouTube now or something like that. That's a that's a hell of a plug to get. Yeah, dude, that's a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> And, um, so I, I, I was playing Fortnite a lot, and I eventually got to the point where I was like, okay, I'm pretty good at this game. Okay. Why not stream it? I mean, I already play it. I might as well try to jump onto this Twitch bandwagon. And, 
you know, because my buddy had told me about it. He's like, you know, now I officially get paid to play video games. And I was like, well, I want to do that, too. (laughs) Why can't I? So then I started streaming, man. And uh, in about five months, um, right after I met the struggle bus, actually, that's when that's when I caught affiliate. Uh, I was I was chugging. I was at like 37 followers or 40 followers or something like that. Mm hmm. I jumped onto the uh, the Discord group, and that's when it really started taking off. And um, you know, I'm only—I I think I have like 140, 145 followers right now. But you know, I've got some loyal people that come in, and you know, just, I, I'm just having fun while I do it. That's the thing. And I—I—I I, I, I have facial reactions to certain things while I'm playing. That even when I was playing Call of Duty as Brad Wilbrady. I thought, you know, people would love to see this. Mom has just followed the Sick Boy Lounge. Thank you, Brad's mom will rail you. I definitely appreciate that. And definitely one of the more supportive streamer parents out there from what I've seen. Oh, yeah. Like I've I, I frequent Brad's stream. And one thing that I use in the promos for tonight's show was that you run possibly the most chill, laid-back Twitch stream I have ever seen. Save for, like, your few, like, like you were mentioning, your facial expressions and, like, those few drop moments in, in the game or some shit like that where you're just, like, full of emotion. But other than that, I mean, you're chilling with your chat, you're having fun with your game, and to me, that really identifies what a person should want to try to do with the stream. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like not, not to, not to like get on anyone's case about it or anything, but it almost seems like when people come into wanting to try and like stream and get into the whole thing, they're like, I have to play this game in order to be successful or I have to be the highlight guy. I have to get the most kills. I have to get all the wins and that's the only way I'm going to be successful. And you're definitely a testament to the opposite of that. Not that you're not a skilled gamer, but you're having fun. You're playing games that you enjoy and you're integrating with your community and just really having a damn good time. Yeah, man, that's what it's all about. Because when I first jumped on, I was like, oh, you know, I I, I want I'm only going to stream Fortnite. I'm just going to do Fortnite. You know, I'm I'm in love with Fortnite because I haven't played Xbox since Grand Theft Auto 5 came out. Right on. Like, me jumping into the stream and jumping into Fortnite is a very recent event. Like, I, I haven't picked this thing up in years. Right. And, and all of a sudden, this Fortnite bandwagon came out, and I was like, you know, let, let, let me jump on that. Let, let me see what this game's all about. Because I heard about PUBG, and my friend Ernesto actually told me about PUBG, and I loved the idea of, dropping a hundred people on an island and last guy to survive wins like that is such a good concept to have like and it's fresh like nobody had done that before it wasn't a thing like you could do 3v3s or you know 4v4s you know 12v12s but there was never like a hundred man free-for-all like that's just you know that that was never a thing and I felt like I had to stream Fortnite because that was what was popular. But as I integrate more into Twitch and, you know, learning, because every day I'm learning something. As I integrate more, 
I realized it's not really about the video games so much as it is about networking and getting that personal interaction, you know, with somebody that's taking the time out of their day to come in and watch you play video games, essentially. It, you know, that that's, that's genuine support. Yeah, and that's a really, really good point. Um, real quick, to acknowledge the chat, Brad's mom will rail you. Hello, guys. Gotta support my boy. Of course. Why wouldn't you? And Twitch, Dirk. Dirk, thank you, man. Thank you for coming in. I've been I've been waiting for you to come check out the show, dude. I really appreciate the ear. Uh, for anyone that is not familiar, Twitch Dirk is actually a dear old friend of mine from all the way back in high school. And he actually got me started with um, the Extra Life charity campaign, which if I don't know if you're familiar with that at all, but basically it's a charity campaign where you can choose a children's hospital either in your area or one that just means a lot to you. And you can actually draw donations from your stream to help support your hospital of choice. And there's, you know, kids that are going with physical injuries that are, you know, going through cancer treatments or that are going through a laundry list of medical problems. And that guy got me started and I couldn't be more thankful to him. So Twitch Dirk, thanks for finally coming by, dude. I appreciate it. Um yeah, man, you 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 make some really good points there, and it kind of takes me back to when, you know, like you like you were saying before, you know, guys from from our generation you know, that go back to the Super Nintendo days or Sega Genesis or, you know, the legendary consoles of the heyday before PC gaming was even a thought in anyone's mind, and I remember sitting around my my buddy Jeremy he and I would be sitting in his living room huddled around his Nintendo 64 with like two other friends of ours, just grinding away on Goldeneye. four player split. You know what I mean? Old school style, dude, the legendary, like fucking there, there was, there was no lobby. There was no muting the other player. If he was talking shit to you, that guy was sitting right next to you and you had to put up with that shit like a man. Even if he killed you like 24 times in a row, just to get that one kill. And then you're hopping around the living room like, I fucking got you, man. <laughs> Bro, I love GoldenEye. They had like paintball mode. Yeah. Um, they had like little hacks you could do in the storyline to just, you know, like chapter select and stuff like that. Like that was a, a, a player versus player game that I, I freaking loved. Yeah, and it was definitely ahead of its time in, in that, in that like, com the competitive style that, that it brought to that style of gaming. And I remember during those days where, like, there would be any, at any given moment, someone would just kind of be like, wouldn't it be badass if we could make this, like, make a living doing this? And then here we are, fast forward 15, almost 20 years later, and we're doing exactly that. Like, who would have thought this would actually be a reality? You know what I mean? Dude, I mean, I'm sure loads of kids have been yelled at thinking, you know, the, the parent comes in and is like, you know, turn that off, turn that off. You've been playing for, you know, X amount of hours. You know, what, what are you going to do with this? I mean, pe people are really making the, a living off of this. Which, absolutely. Which I find absolutely insane. Like, it, 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 Oh yeah, dude, it's it's mind-boggling. Uh, Twitch Dirk says can't play odd job. <laughs> I think um, 
I think Rare actually came out and said that using odd job in, in multiplayer was considered cheating. Ooh. The the developers because they they left a few little things in the coding for odd job that made because he's so short. His stature was so short, so it was super easy to just shoot over him. Yep. And then next yep. thing you know, that little motherfucker is just taking you out. And it's like, what the fuck, dude? And yeah. You know, that was a, a big thing. Uh, in Like back in the day when you know we were playing games and stuff like that, finding those hacks was like godlike. Like you knew something that nobody else knew. It wasn't common knowledge. Like, this wasn't something that, like, uh, you know, um, Mortal Kombat 1, like, when you would fight Reptile, you had to get a flawless victory all the way up until you reached the pit. And then, because you were such a badass, you then got to fight a secret character that you couldn't even play as. And, like, when they would throw those sorts of things in and, like, little bugs that you would find that now get patched you know back then if you found a bug and you could exploit it to beat the crap out of the game you could do whatever you wanted there was there was no there was no guardrail bro you could just wreck it all day i had completely forgotten about all of that until you just brought it up and that's a very damn good point point. and yes twitch dirk hidden doors in the complex on goldeneye there were those hidden door bugs and the cool thing about those old school bugs was that it wasn't it wasn't a mod, you know, it wasn't someone it wasn't something that someone came in and like hacked or like, you know, modified the the original source code or anything like that, that you had to hunt for that shit and you had to yeah. discover it. And then the, you making that discovery was just kind of like, I am a god. I am a god. <laughs> and then to go to your friend's house and show them it'd be like, yo, you're never going to believe this. But yeah, this. Like, I, I mean, just the time, and they couldn't fix it back then. There was no patch. Like, nope. That was it. Because that shit was on a cartridge. And once you <laughs> bought that shit, you bought it as is. As is. <laughs> and then cheat codes. Those are like hardly a thing anymore. You know, going back to the, the original, the Contra code and everything that kind of advanced from there. Sonic you could do the uh, the code um, in the title screen and you could level select the level select and then there was the uh, the supersonic cheat no, it, it, yeah exactly yeah like, dude it, you could go through like every game had its own little you know nick and trick that you could do like even when i got to uh, playstation 2 and i was playing a lot of metal gear solid Ooh. i the pants off of Snake Eater. Not only <laughs> did I beat that game, I beat the crap out of that game. Just destroyed it. Every difficulty, <laughs> beat it a hundred times. Did it with no, like, without killing anybody. Hell yeah! Find little things like if you ran into a certain spot, the boss would get confused or something like that, and then like you could just pop him and then step back behind the rock, and then he would lose you completely. And it was like you could beat the, like um where am I? Like, when you go to do a speed run okay. on an older game, there's mm -hmm. always, like, a little trick that you can do to make the run faster. Right. And that's, you know, that's what I used to do when I would play video games is I would try to beat it better and better and faster and more efficiently every time. And now people, you know, they do live streams where they do speed runs. And... 
you know, it, it, it just uh, going back to like how, you know, how far like video games just in general have advanced. I mean, that blows my mind. It really does. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, there's whole competitions built around it. Like people can win cash prizes for finishing a game in like the quickest time. Um, there's there's tournaments or maybe not necessarily tournaments, but like um, the the live streams like you were talking about, they they almost essentially become their own competition. And to see like which guy can actually beat the game the fastest, and then that even translates now into some of the the newer generations of games. I mean, there's even Skyrim speed runs to try and finish the main storyline, and in, in like the shortest amount of time and shit. Like people people are really getting creative in how they they use video games in how they create content, which is still technically kind of a new thing. Like it hasn't been around that long. Yeah. Like, that's why I enjoyed um, Fortnite, because there was so much you could do with it. Like, when they came out with the Playgrounds mode. Oh, is that the thing with the uh, the shopping carts and all that? Yeah, like, you can, um, it's basically, like, practice mode. But you okay. get extra material and stuff. And people were then big, because I think it gave you, like, an hour to just dick around. People were building, like, these giant obstacle courses and freaking... You know, before you know it, they came out with the the creative mode, and now you can they give you your own island to create on. It's like you know, and that got big because YouTubers uh, YouTubers were taking the playground mode, and then they were trying to see you know what they could do with it. And I'm trying to think of that guy's name, Laser Beam. Um, I don't know if you guys uh, watch Laser Beam on YouTube, but he he's you never really see him playing battle royale you normally see him dicking around in playgrounds mode okay and for the last few months he's been you know that's like his youtube curve like that's what the content he's been pushing out yeah and it's just another twist on you know the same thing you know he's just you know he's just uh going even deeper into the game uh, he's going he's exploring every bit of it that's and pretty cool that's you know that's i i that's why I like video games, man. You can beat the pants off of them and still find new stuff later. Yes, yeah, that's that's definitely something that's unique in as far as like different entertainment mediums that's very, you know, special to video games and being able to almost recreate the original product in a way. Um I think I remember seeing on uh big name drop Tim the Tapman uh on his stream doing some sandbox stuff with like two or three other dudes and they're basically just trying to see how far they could jump the cart yeah. and they were they were building like these massive fucking ramps and like crazy launch pads and like doing weird shit like that like i'm admittedly i have not made this a secret to anyone that knows me i'm not a fan of Fortnite. Mm -hmm. i have my own reasons for that i have expressed ad nauseum on this show and i probably will again at some point um, but it's less related to the game itself and more just like kind of how Epic has handled some of their content in the past. But anyway, being able to see that it, it did give me a newfound respect for the people that enjoy playing the game. You know, I can see where people get enjoyment out of it. I can see where people find it to be fun. And when you do have companies that add those little niche fi features into a pre-existing game, that really says something about the community because they 
like leaped onto it like you were just saying like that became that guy's entire youtube curve um and then big streamers like tim and you know other other twitch guys up as his in his stature being able to create very original content with it yeah yeah you know so that's pretty cool um has it always been competitive shooters and like battle royales for you or is it has there been RPGs in your past? Have there been action adventure stuff? Maybe some arcade type shit? Like what what you got going on? Candy Red 101 with the host. Candy, I have missed you. How are you doing? Thank you for coming by and hello to you too. Candy Red is a uh clip, Twitch clip extraordinaire. Um if anyone needs a uh, a very niche and very professional mod seek her out because she will clip the fuck out of your stream i can guarantee that um but yeah has it always been battle royales and competitive shooters or have there been other video game loves for you i mean the first love was zelda that was that was my go-to was the legend of zelda and then you know I, i've kind of done a little bit of everything um like i you know me and my mom like we used to play mario kart like extremely competitively like <laughs> like we would all come in and we would sit down my brothers and i and you know we'd be playing mario kart and she'd come out and be like all right who wants some like, so, <laughs> so we would you know we would play that and then like i played guitar hero for a really long time and, right on you know i i, I beat the crap out of that game mm -hmm. and um, like I've done, uh, what's it called? Super Mario, the RPG, like back in the day. Oh, um, dude. Yeah. Dude, that was, that was my jam for a hot minute. Hell yeah. Like, that's one of my wife's favorites too. Dude, when, when you can get it on your phone, that's like. Oh yeah. Em emulators and, and being able to play retro titles on like newer equipment has taken off in a way that I never would have thought it would. Yeah, you know, yeah. and then Nintendo has almost effectively killed emulation. Um, but there are still those hardcore guys out there that still try to keep it alive. Yeah. And with the releases now of like the PS Classic, the the Super Nintendo Classic, you know, the little mini consoles that come jam packed with all the retro games, it almost seems like they're trying to capitalize on it now because they've seen just how popular it can be. Yeah, but I mean. And, and, like, I I like the fact that they're doing that. They have, like, their big blockbuster titles that they're pushing out. But, like, I don't think you're going to get Conker's Bad Fur Day on <laughs> one of those releases. <laughs> you know, you got to really find that one. You, you know what I mean? And yeah. Those, those cult games that people will find a way to play. They, they will figure it out. Oh, yeah, dude. And there's... um. Even nowadays, like with the with some of the indie developers that are that are taking advantage of some of the resources that Steam has on on like PC and stuff, there's a couple of that I, I actually follow on Twitter. Uh, Crankage Games is one. They make like some old style RPGs, but they're like uh, super funny. They're they're built around humor, vulgarity, okay. and you know, there's a game called Metal as Fuck. There's another game called. Um, uh the chronicles of quiver dick and then yeah <laughs> uh there's another developer her name is uh or she she develops as red mouse games she has one called damned daniel 
and yeah dude i mean there's this like underground market of these like like you said cult classic games but they're developing a very quick following like there there still is that hunger for that retro art style in people's video games candy red i'm actually doing very well thank you for checking out the show we're doing i don't know oh yeah you, you were there for the first episode with whoop so the podcast is going well uh, we're sitting here with my buddy Brad Bulrelu, who's a Twitch affiliate streamer, who's one of our guests for tonight, and we're just kind of shooting the shit, man, going over some old video game memories and just reliving some classics, dude. <laughs> um, so your boy is going to be helping you build a PC pretty soon. Uh, if if Guitar Hero is still kind of a, a, an interest for you, you should take you should definitely check out Clone Hero. Hero. Yeah, it's uh, Guitar Hero on PC, but you can actually chart your own songs. You know, it's really funny you say that. Uh-oh. So, back in the day, many Mango seasons ago, when Guitar Hero 2 came out, mm-hmm. remember fat PlayStation 2s? Oh, hell yeah, dude. I had one. I had it standing up on the side. I turned the little PlayStation logo around, and hell yeah, I have my setup looking clean. <laughs> but, bro, so get this. So back in the day, when that whole thing was coming out, you know, Guitar Hero was starting to get really big. Right. Um, what, what me and a buddy of mine did was we actually took songs that people had done online, and we had basically downloaded them to a disc, and we made our own custom Guitar Hero game. And we, we like, wrote on it, it. We called it Guitar Villain, and it had, like, metal songs on it. Like no shit. Of God, and we had some System of a Down, and you know we there was some Godsmack, some Disturbed, and Corn, and in the like the, the, we just put music that we wanted to do. Some people had made the uh, the music already, so all we had to do is download it to a disc and then figure out how to play it on the PlayStation. So we took it, the PlayStation apart and basically taped down this little square. It was like a copyright button, and you were able to play burned discs, but you had to like do it at a certain time. And there was a way that you would flop the disc out when the little laser was reading it. Yes. We play our own songs that we downloaded. This was like the beginning of console modding. Yep. yep. Yeah. You little fucking pirate. You. Yep. <laughs> we were crushing it too, dude. We were crushing it. It was a lot of fun, man. And I wrecked two PlayStation twos doing it. A, th- a thin one and a thick one. Yeah. So, but it was totally worth it because, you know, uh, PlayStation 3, I, I think, was getting ready to come out or it, it, it had, like, been... Because I think PlayStation 3 came out when Guitar Hero 3 came out. Um, They were at least right around the same time. Yeah. I mean, the two weren't very far apart from each other. My, my PS3 memories... Because, like, when I remember the year that the PS3 was released, I went and picked it up with my income tax return that year. And it came with a copy of, then it was brand new, was Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon 2. Ghost Recon was my jam, boy. Like, I had so many hours logged into just Ghost Recon uh, 2 and Future Fighter. Mm-hmm. Or was it Future Soul? I forget now. But... That was like the highlight of my year was picking yeah. up my PS3 and getting Tom Clancy's Ghost. Like I am a Tom Clancy nut. 
I have the books. I had the games, dude. I had the movies. Splinter Cell. I still have conviction on my Uplay account, man. Like, yes. Jump around my house and like do that little flip thing that you do. <laughs> thing when yeah. I had carpet. I would do that, bro. Like, I was so into that game. Like, and that's when I was like, because I remember like when I think it was uh, Splinter Cell. It was one of the first ones that you could do co-op. And I remember when that game came out, we went and rented it from my. Okay, that's how long ago it was. We rented it from Blockbuster. Oh shit! Yeah, that is damn showing your age, bro. <laughs> and, um, yeah, dude, we sat in my room for the whole weekend and beat the crap out of that game. Fuck yeah, like, dude! Like, and the Tom Clancy storyline was always so good. It was always just delicious. I mean, you couldn't escape it. Bro. No, no, it definitely carried his his literary legacy with a the utmost respect. You know, oh, yeah. I don't know if you ever read any of his books. Um, I have um, I have one? I think it's it's not Ghost Recon, but I've I've fondled through one that I I do personally own. Okay, like it's been years. Yeah. Like, it, what was interesting about what was interesting about the books is that like okay, you know, you had the Rainbow Six novel. And then the first game, I think, came out on Nintendo 64. And so, like, a lot of the games that came out in those early years were based on the books. And then right around the time Ghost Recon and Splinter Cell started coming out, the games came first. And they actually built a novel series off the lore from the games. But still under the Tom Clancy moniker. So they sold, like, fucking crazy. But they were still amazingly written and they still had that tom clancy feel to it where like in the middle of a fight scene as you're reading through you can actually see the fight scene happening in your head and you can see sam fisher with his fucking krav maga like snapping a dude's knee in half and then swinging a table across his face like it all happened right there in front of your face in front of your eyes man it was nuts how they how the transition almost seemed seamless yeah how vivid it was Yes, dude. And yes. TV show that uh, I think it's a Tom Clancy one, right? Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan. Yes, that is a reoccurring character in many of his movies. Uh, first portrayed on screen by one Harrison Ford. Hmm. Yeah, a little yeah. bit of trivia for you there in the SBL podcast. Uh, <laughs> so you know you're you're having a hell of a journey lately, man. Like, you've been getting hosted left and right. You're getting all these crazy raids thanks to the Struggle Bus community and your other community that you're in. Uh, the Old Man Crew, is that right? Yep. yep. Um, that level of support has to, has to be a little overwhelming at times because there's not a very large amount of streamers that can say that they have that. Yeah, man. Like, I got hosted with... Uh... Uh, 51 viewers last night. Yeah, you were telling me about that. I was not red. Like, I just wasn't red. I remember my first raid came from uh, the Struggle Bus, and uh, Flynn of All Time had raided me with uh, 25 people. Nice. And I was, like, losing it. I didn't know what to do. You know, because I went from, you know, two people watching Mm -hmm. up to, like, 29 viewers, and I'm like, where'd all y'all come from? <laughs> I didn't even know how to use the, um, 
you know, I didn't have Streamlabs hooked up or nothing like that, dude. Right. So I couldn't even really see until my chat started blowing up. Mm-hmm. And then the number on the screen switched from two to like almost 30. It's happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. And like, you'd be surprised, dude, because like, I, I, so I'm a part of uh, Old Man Crew, uh, you know, the Struggle Bus, and then I have Raid Esports. Yeah, man. Tell me a little bit about Raid Esports. Like, is this a a full on like esport organization? Like, they got teams out competing and shit, or is this like an up and coming thing they're trying to get off the ground? Like, what's what's going on with Raid? You know, right now, the the way it is, I believe it's it's something that's just starting. I think uh, M Hypnos Austin and Kyle are doing a great job networking and. Basically, right now, it's they're trying to pull a bunch of streamers in, mm-hmm. so then they can, you know, figure out, you know, how to go about pushing out into tournaments and things like that. Even just, uh, you know, having the uh, the title and the stream, you know, it, it brings it all back to the Twitter page. Right. And like, I even have a panel on my thing that goes back to the Twitter page, and it's basically just an ongoing process right now of, you know, friends, you know with friends just networking is pretty much as hard as we can hell yeah like characters that that are that are a part of the the group and you know we have a blast in the chat it's it's the same thing as the struggle bus dude it's it's a big it's a big family it's a lot of fun um people get pretty crazy sometimes (laughs) but it's just one of those things like they, they just did the uh um the paperwork, I guess, with uh, galvanized grips, and we do have a code, so it's like I think it's ten percent off if you use Raid at checkout. But you know, that's just one step closer to getting to that eventual goal of you know going and competing, and because there is a couple of us that live in Florida, so there is potential that we can you know get together and go do a couple local things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, which would be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, for sure. And that's why I love those events like uh, uh, TwitchCon and, uh, you know, PAX and things like that. Because it, it's like you can cram like months of networking in a weekend. And everybody there is to do the same thing. Like we're all there to see video games. We're all there to talk about our Twitch channels. But, you know, we're all there to just network and meet and meet more friends and stuff. And it's like I said, it's a it's a beginning step in the right direction. Um, like I can't wait to get my grip. Like I can't wait to get my first. <laughs> They're like three bucks, dude. You, you, I, yeah. You can't, and then your controller's customized, and because like I want the um, the lifted ones. Um, oh, the, know, the 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 competition ones. grips. Yeah, the, they're uh, the elevated a little. Yeah. Like half an inch or something. Like uh, for that new game uh, realm, the ADS is busted. I mean, it's it's busted. That's. But you can't, you like my sensitivity is so low. It's really hard to to move the thing. But if I had that stick, I could put it up a little bit higher and mm-hmm. have more control over. It's 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 a small advantage, but it's it's one of those things that I would personally like to get to try. Well, sure. And like when you're when you're playing those style of games using controllers as opposed to mice and keyboard. Cue the PC Master Race fanboys. Um, it is significantly more difficult. Like it's hard to deny doing first person shooter type games trying to aim effectively with your thumbs. 
as opposed to your whole hand and, and wrist moving can be significantly more trying and, and difficult. So having even just a minutia of a advantage in that area is like heavily sought after. Um, really quick. Did you just say minutia? I did say minutia. 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 I didn't discuss the minutia of the plan. I love that. I love that. Q, uh quoting <laughs> Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> um, Candy Red, I'm sure that Brad would not mind at all if you were to follow him. Uh, the more followers, the better. Please. Please. So, yes, absolutely give that guy a follow, man. Um, you're, you're, like I said, you know, your, your stream is definitely unique to you and your personality. And just, you know, like it's being on display here for everyone to see just how cool and like laid back of a guy you are. And that's definitely reflected in your stream. Mm -hmm. Have you been, uh, except for, that end game. Except that for end the end game. game. <laughs> hey, but those, five. those end games get a little heated sometimes, man. They get a little tense. You got a little hot under the collar, boy. <laughs> got to find some time to, to cool off. Go, go take that smoke break. You earned it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, man, a hundred percent. But yeah, man, like, and I, I'm just enjoying it as far as streaming goes, like as a whole, I, I'm, I'm enjoying the crap out of it. That That's, that's definitely a thing. And then like, it, see now, if I didn't start streaming, I would have never met you. True. You know, that, that's, that's how that goes, man. And, you, you know, I keep developing relationships with people and it's like, you know, why stop? Like, it's a really good feeling to be streaming and have people talking to you and you're talking back. And, you, you know, it's it's a really good feeling. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It, and then and then not only. Yeah, dude. And then not only that, but like ha having that interaction with someone who can then say that they genuinely are enjoying what you're doing and mm. are actually able to derive some type of joy out of either your content or your personality something that you've had to say in your stream that may have like affected their mood that day if they're feeling particularly shitty or just anything like that i mean who five maybe even two three years ago who would have imagined that being a streamer just get, being a guy playing video games for other people to watch could actually have a positive impact on a random human being's life, you know? Yeah. Like, yep. never would have even been a thought before. And I think never. that's something really cool. It's something very unique to what we do, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, like, you know, and I like going and watching those charity streams and things like that. Like, uh, I know that the, the guys that epic or you know the the Fortnite guys really mm -hmm. not so much epic they do those charity streams all the time and you know it it's it's really nice to see that something that positive can oh hello hey. all right yeah no you're good you're good technical difficulties there's a, a little so, bit of lag but I, I think we'll be all right yeah no my uh my girl just called, so I don't oh, you know, but um, yeah, it, it's just it's it's really nice to see that something so positive come out of something is you know humbling as playing video games. I, I mean, it, it's just it's it's really empowering. I mean, because 
as a community, we have the power to, you know, move mountains. That's essentially what we could do. Yeah, and absolutely. That's why I love those charity streams and watching those go. Man. So nice to see everybody giving back. And it, it's just, it's really nice, man. Hell yeah, dude. H46, it. thank you for coming by, man. Uh, and thank you for the lurk. We will definitely see you back in the struggle bus, dude. Have a good night, and I appreciate you being here, man. Uh, keep coming back, everybody. Keep coming back. This is a uh, this is going to be an ongoing thing, weekly show. This will probably not be Brad's first time on the show either. Uh, I I don't mind revisiting guests, especially if they've been experiencing some some growth in their stuff, or if they've had some significant life changes they want to talk about, or or whatever like that. I know you mentioned that you two are a parent, you know, you got a family and stuff like that. And um, what seems to be the general feeling about you being a streamer, like within your circle of friends and family over there? Like, is it pretty supportive or is it like, oh, you're wasting your time? Like what what kind of feedback do you get from from those closest to you? Uh, I get nothing but support. I mean, there's days where it's like, all right, Brad time to get off the game <laughs> and at a point as a streamer you have to realize yes it is time for me to get off yeah um there just has to be that checks and balance man there, that's that's mainly what it is because your mental health is very important and it took me a while grinding to just to realize that you know it's not healthy to stream all day every day it's right. just not it'll it will just tear you down slowly mm -hmm. and it's it's just you know it's good to have that balance and then especially if you have a great support system that you know that helps immensely for sure and that's why it's like that's why i'm in you know the handful of groups that i'm in is you know it's it's not lurk for lurk or follow for follow it's support for support which is way different than you know doing the the f for f and l for l yeah man that is a topic that i covered in one episode probably more extensively than i've talked about many things just in like my daily life because it's i and i'm i'll be the first to admit when i first got started i was guilty of it i totally fell for it and i was wanting to do any and everything to try and draw in an audience to my channel you know like mm -hmm. this this wasn't always a podcast like i started probably the same as any other streamer and just played games and that was all i did you know i would talk over my mic i didn't have a camera when i first started yep. and that's, yeah most don't most don't you know that's most that's don't. not even a, a thought you know unless you happen to get a console that came with the connect camera or the playstation camera or a webcam or what have you, yep. but I definitely fell for it. I was like, oh, dude, there's all these people, you know, listing their Twitch streams and like I can get follows this way and blah, 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 blah. And it's like what people fail to realize is that, yeah, you'll probably get an extra 20 or 30 followers after it that day. Mm -hmm. But chances are those people are either going to not check out your content and just have you on follow and like never engage with you. Or they're gonna initiate. They're gonna initially do that follow, and then they're gonna come back and realize they have no idea who the fuck you are and unfollow just as fast. Yep. It's it's not a sustainable form of growth, and you will not 
you won't become successful in the long run from it. Exactly. Well, and, you've heard me talk about organic growth on, yes. my, on my stream. That's to me, you know, that's like one of the big things is a lot of people want to be the biggest, the best, the baddest right then and there. What's, um, you know, it, it, it's just, you can do, you can fake it until you make it or mm -hmm. you can organically grow and actually have an audience that's involved. And I mean, early on as a streamer, you know, you, you kind of have to make that decision on, you know, how far do you want to go for the, you know, the, the follow for follow, or, you know, how far do you want to try to keep engaging? I just realized, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. That's, that was my biggest thing. I had to realize it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen in a couple months. It's going to take time and effort. And that's, you know, it, you can either put in work or you can not put in work. And that, that's kind of how it goes. Yeah, and I think that's one thing that a lot of people, when they first kind of, like, come up with the idea, like, I'm going to stream video games on Twitch. And, you know, they handful of them are probably 12-year-old kids that want to be ninja. Half of them are probably, you know, wayward punks that want to be the next Tim or the next Dr. Disrespect or, you know, what have you. They're trying to emulate a character that they're already familiar with. Yep. And they're trying to take the quickest path that they possibly can to get to that route real quick in the chat twitch dirk says well said thank you sir candy red 101 <laughs> i don't that's right you don't have a camera that's right i remember <laughs> seeing that in your channel but that's the thing though like a camera a camera is not mandatory like in, in this type of setting it kind of is because people want to be able to see who's talking you know it's a podcast it's not just audio like this is being done on video as well. So people want to be able to kind of like be part of the conversation and through video is the best way to do that. But if you're just doing a gaming channel, as long as you have a very animated voice and as long as you're continuously talking and acknowledging your chat, you can still kind of become successful without the face. Yeah, that's uh, my uh, my buddy actually that works at Origin. Uh, Bees Us Gaming. Yeah. He's the guy that he's he he's kind of been I it, that's a support for support thing again. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um he told me, you know, you don't need a camera. And I, I was kinda like, well, you know, why not? Like give me a little bit more than just saying, you know, why don't I need a camera? He goes, You have a decent voice, but what 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 you're doing is is you don't talk consistently yeah. like you're quiet and then basically when somebody clicks onto your channel <coughs> you're quiet and they don't hear you saying anything for a couple minutes <laughs> then they you know they might assume that you don't have a mic and then they might <coughs> yeah but and then they just kind of drop off exactly if you're consistently talking it is a little bit easier with a camera because then they can see your face but it's not necessary to have especially if you're just starting out not necessary i mean i've seen people that go viral on uh youtube that you know they do face reveals and stuff like that like not everybody can get to that point as as you know one of those big timers but it's not like don't don't run out when you first start streaming because you have to have a webcam you don't you really don't yeah dude i uh i definitely built up to it i think i was i think i had my stream running for almost a year before I finally picked up the cam. 
Uh, Mechanic, hey, 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 dude. What's going on? Another Struggle Bus rider up in the chat. Candy Red 101, I'm always talking. Yes, I have not actually seen you live, but I have seen your VODs. You do talk ad nauseum, and that's awesome. That's very awesome. Beezus was, uh, he did his first stream return after his his grinding of over there at Origin, uh, playing some Diablo. That guy right there, even without a cam, I probably would have been entertained watching him play Diablo because he was just talking about what he was doing. He was talking about the history of the game. He was talking about how blizzard has developed the title up until i mean you can talk about literally anything as long as you're engaging your audience mm -hmm. that's really what it comes down to and when yep. it that can be a struggle for some people you know there's there's people that are trying to get into it as a way of coping with maybe an anxiety issue or just like overall shyness you know it's not necessarily a uh uh like a mental thing or whatever, but they're just, you know, a naturally shy person or, or what have you. It does take a little bit of practice almost to kind of build up to that, 100%. but it is absolutely I necessary. I agree with that. Like when I first got the, uh, when Twitch did the update for, cause I play on Xbox when they, I, I can't even think of how long ago it was, but when they did an update, Instead of only having to use a connect, you had the ability to now use, like, I have a Logitech. It's, mm -hmm. you know, it's a $50 camera that I had gotten from, uh, from Walmart. And, you know, that's, you know, that was just me, you know, hoping that I could use it. I bought it before the update even happened. And I, <laughs> it. But I didn't return it. I just threw it in the drawer. Right. And then when they did the update, I was like, wait a minute. I can now use my webcam, like, and then just boom, you know, it was an investment that I had made that I wasn't necessarily even ready to use. Right. Like the, my first couple of times with face cam, it was, it, I mean, it, it was embarrassing. It was awkward, like, right? Like it was, awkward. yeah. Yeah. It's it like, do you had this I'm one eyeball there. just like constantly staring at you? Exactly. So like I'm sitting there and you know, I'm streaming for, like, I remember one time I did a 10-hour stream. Get the fuck out of here. And nobody showed up. Oh, no. I had maybe one or two guys pop in the channel, you know, uh, in and out. Right. But for the most part, I did a 10-hour block with no viewers, bro. So that takes your average and just plummets it. Oh, no. Yeah. So trying to get to the affiliate level and getting the 3.0, you know, it, it was one of those things like you can't just get upset that there's nobody talking in your chat because, you know, you, you got to establish yourself and do the network. You have, I like, I make more friends and followers offline than I do online. Yeah. 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 That's a really good point, actually. Uh, real quick, some chat going on. Mechanic says, yes, it def is a struggle for me. I'm a man of few words. Hey, man, it's still, you know, either way, it's a struggle. And you will build up to it. Like it, like we were just talking about, it does take practice. If you're one of those people that's just uncomfortable with talking in front of strangers, like it's, it's something that comes to you the more that you do it. Uh, Candy Red says, ha, 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 do a 17-hour. <laughs> well, uh, actually, when you stepped away to go take care of your daughter, uh, when Wup was still in the chat, he just finished a 24-hour stream. I think, like, yesterday he wrapped it up. Hey, 24 hours straight, bro. 
Um, hey, Bancroft, man. Thanks you for coming through, man. Uh, I went through the same thing. One of my first nights was a 13 and a half hour stream with a max of three viewers. So the beginner streamer struggle is very, very real, dude. It's, it's very real. Bro. It's real. Because you fall victim to the hype. Yes. That, that, that's the best way to put it. You fall victim to the hype. And you want to stream. You want to put in that grind. You're like, oh, you hear everybody. Oh, you got to put in that grind. Mm -hmm. You got to put in that grind. And you're like, well, let me, you know, put in some grind. Right. And it, that can be very discouraging. It, it really can be. And yeah. You just got to keep going. That's that's the whole thing. Like, you just got to keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And networking, like, I, I keep going back to networking. Networking is huge it it's it's one of the most important parts of if you want to you know level up essentially is is what great I word usage say. great word usage yeah. love it um i think the whole grind thing is one of those misnomers that like it's it's a true statement don't get me wrong it's very very true like you do have to grind but the grind is not solely dedicated to just streaming live like it's grinding on your networking it's grinding on your social media presence and gathering that following to bring you into your stream it's grinding on developing you know people skills in a sense and being able to talk to people that you've never even met in your life um we got some chat going on bancroft just hit affiliate yesterday congratulations man um, and I believe that is a new bus rider. So even more credit to the struggle bus there, dude. Yes. Applause that. Oh, I wish I had my soundboard still. I had, I totally have an, uh, an applause sound effect that I could have used. <sighs> uh, and we got, we got networking happening right now. There's people like chatting to each other within the chat of the stream. And that I think is something that goes overlooked in terms of networking when you're watching a streamer and there's other people in the chat obviously you guys have a shared interest because you're all watching the same person mm -hmm. so that's definitely a tool that at least in my personal opinion i feel should be utilized by anyone that's trying to grow an audience with their stream is if you're watching someone else that you enjoy watching and there's other people in there watching get to know them you know mm -hmm. don't self-promote in another person's chat like that's Unless it's cool with the streamer, but you got to get that okay first. Otherwise, you kind of yeah. come off kind of douchey. Kinda but douchey. definitely reach out to those people. You know, introduce yourself. Try and become. I mean, shit, dude. I still have a hard time doing that every once in a Bro, while. Like, it's not easy. You gotta put in like, like I was like, you gotta <laughs> randomly show up in people's streams and make a present. Like, you you have to watch other people's streams. Yeah. You have to do that. Yeah, dude. Even if it's not for networking purposes, like, like you can totally take notes from what they're doing with their channel. You exactly. Know? You know, and once you like, if you're watching, you know, I watch this guy. His name is uh, Wild Four Games. He has a YouTube channel that I get all my tips from. Like, I watch this guy like religiously since I first started streaming, and he mm -hmm. gives you all of those questions that nobody really answers. Like how to set up Twitch panels and how to get on Discord and how to do this and how to do that. It's all the how to's. And then, you know, I started watching him on Twitch and, you know, I, I, you know, I've gotten a couple followers from his channel 
just from talking to people in his chat and he's you know he's quick on the chat too i mean he engages with us and then but you know your community is building another community within the community it's like community inception yeah <laughs> take a breath no but dude like you make you you make a, a very valid point because it is one of those like what twitch dirk is here saying in the chat watch and learn you know, if your stream is running on like maybe a year and a half and you're not going past 10 viewers or if you're not going past 15 viewers, watch what someone else is doing. And maybe not necessarily you're doing something wrong, but there's something that you could be doing differently. Uh, exactly. Candy Red says, really, the best advice I say is don't look at the viewers. Pretend like you have 10 people in your stream. I have said almost the same exact thing, but I always look at it like pretend like you have a hundred people in your stream, because then yep. that's going to give you the that's going to give you the need to want to talk more. If that makes yep. sense, I feel like I yep. used a double negative, but I don't know. <laughs> uh, Bancroft says stream and learn. Also true. Mechanic says that's what I've been doing: popping in different channels to get influences on how to set up my panels. Yep. Now, you bring up an interesting point because panels kind of goes along with the aesthetic of a channel. And the yeah. aesthetic the aesthetic of a channel can go in with your branding, which mm. I'm going to take a break real quick and plug the new Sick Boy stickers. These have just been printed, and I am actually doing a giveaway. I believe it's active right now. You can try and put in the com uh, command uh, enter, exclamation point enter, and then uh, next stream, we'll draw a winner, and I'll send you out a sticker with a handwritten letter thanking you for your support. And eventually, we'll have these up in a merch store. I got some designs for uh, T-shirts being worked on. I need to find someone that can do, like, one of those. You know what I'm talking about. One of those, like, death metal, black metal band logos that's got, like, the crazy spikes and swirls, and it's, like, illegible, and, like, you don't know what it says, but it looks amazing. Yeah. Like yeah, I want like it to, <laughs> yeah, do Chelsea Grin, uh, freaking, uh, what's another within destruction? Um, there's another uh, band that I just started listening to a while back. It's uh, um, uh, Signs of the Swarm. There's a band called Signs of the Swarm, and like actually integrated into the logo is like a locust. Oh wow! Yeah, it looks really fucking cool. Um, so yeah, we, we will draw a winner, um, next week and I will get your shipping info and we'll send you out a sticker and I'm going to be doing them off and on. It's not going to be regular. I'll do one this stream. I may not do one next stream. I may do one the stream after you got to keep coming back to see when it's going to happen. So there's that, but to focus on branding, you have expressed in the past couple weeks that I've been watching your stream. You and I have been chatting off mic and stuff. You're wanting to kind of revamp your channel and kind of get like a cohesive brand put together. Yeah. That is um, very, yeah. very smart because that's one way to get people to recognize who you are and it gives them kind of a visual representation of what your content is. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the main objective is, uh, you know, I've, I've gotten to the affiliate point, but I feel like at, at this point, in you know what i would say is my streaming career i need to lay down like, like a brand or something 
something just a little bit more than a, a quick edit, like on my on my phone where I paste three pictures together. Then, like, <laughs> like I wanted something that would be more aesthetically <laughs> pleasing to the eye and something that pops. Mm -hmm. And like when you see ninja, like you think of ninjas, like the little ninja in the background. Right. You know, and it, something iconic almost. And that's why, you know, I went with the, uh, the display picture that I have right now. It has my name written in kind of like a metal grungy way. And then there's a railroad track behind it. And I'm trying to go with that theme. Mm -hmm. And I, I, it took me a while to figure out what kind of theme that I, that I wanted to go, like what direction did I want to move in, you know, but because I hit affiliate, now I can get subscriber badges and uh, emotes made. So now I, I, I'm kind of at the point where I just did my first month as affiliate. I have to reward my subscribers in that way. I feel like it's my duty as a streamer to, if somebody's going to go out of their way and subscribe to me or donate to me, you know, they, I feel like it's up to me, you know, and it, they deserve to have that little extra, you know what I mean? No. Yeah. You're, like, you're exactly right. And that's something that's also very unique to us, you know, the, the, mm -hmm. the live streamer, the guy that's, you know, doing Twitch or YouTube or, or mixer or caffeine, whatever it is, yep. there's, yep you you do have a responsibility to your viewers to show your appreciation for their support because exactly. you know the whole donate thing is again you know i know i'm repeating myself but it's something that's very unique to what we do there's not yeah. a lot of occupations out there where people just like hand you money for doing what you yeah. do you know like there's yeah. artists but they're they're still providing a service they're giving you something in return for that so yeah, it does become the streamer's responsibility to come up with a unique way to reward their fan base for their mm -hmm. support. You know, bands do it in the ways of like, you know, VIP passes to concerts or, mm -hmm. you know, special printed t-shirts or like special edition albums, things like that. Well, I mean, like you just got your stickers. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's another thing. That was um it's on the hit list. It's on the hit list. It was something that, like, when I did it, it felt like I was like, ooh, man, is it too soon? Like, I haven't hit affiliate yet. I don't really have subscribers, but I do have followers. And, you know, this is more or less a promotional tool. You know, it's, exactly. to, it's to get the name out there. The image is definitely, you know, unique to my brand and unique to my channel. Um, so it's, it's definitely a, a, a smart promotional tool. Um, which, by the way, this promotion for these stickers is still going on. So I'm going to forward you that link and see if you can get something made for you in the future, bud. Nice. Um, but that it just kind of goes along with what we're talking about in branding. And because there's a lot of streamers out there, you mm -hmm. know, and there's there's a lot of people that are playing the same games. There's a lot of people that are kind of doing the same content. Like, I don't have the only podcast on Twitch. And, you know, there's other people doing that. So I had to come up with a way to set mine apart. Well, well, let me let me ask you a question. Go for it. Yeah. How hard was it when you were trying to make your name? When you were deciding what is the name of my channel going to be? How how was that? <laughs> well, for you? Sick Boy wasn't my first streaming name. Um, I originally started my first Twitch channel as Pachyderm. And oh, 
Yeah. I'll get there. I'll get there. Um, that was actually a nickname gifted to me by my old bandmates uh, in the last punk band that I played in. Nice. And that came around because the guitar player for that band, his name was Drew. Shout out to Drew Watkins. He's a fucking genius on the guitar. Um, when we first started playing together, they had played with other drummers in the past and stuff, but I was the first metal guy that they had played with. So I brought a very unique style to the punk music that they were, that they were making. And I've always loved punk. You know, I was, I've been a rancid and uh, a social distortion fan for years, which is where the sick boy name initially came from. Um, So Pachyderm Stopping Ground was my channel. I had the whole elephant thing going on. Like I was already developing a theme behind it. Sick Boy came around when I got drafted to a stream team for esports org, much like Raid that was trying to build its name and it was trying to come up and stuff. Mm-hmm. But there was a lot of really shady elements that was going along with it that came to light much after I had already like changed the name. I had changed the theming and changed the aesthetics of the channel and basically re-engineered everything from the ground up. So once I kind of flopped over and decided I wasn't going to be part of the team anymore, well, I guess I can go into a little detail about it. Um, I came on as a, as, a, as a streamer, as a content creator for the team. And eventually, you know, they were trying, for whatever reason, he swore off trying to get sponsors. Like, he didn't want sponsors. He wanted to go after investors. Like, he wanted people to give him free money for his team. Okay. And okay. to build the training center, to build the team up. and So, skip a step. A big step. Uh, the step. <laughs> like, we're talking going from, like, the womb to straight sprinting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, totally <laughs> skipping walking altogether. Um, so, as that started wow. going on, I was like, okay, well, this is cool. Like, this guy said that he sees some potential in my content because I had already made a few mobile YouTube videos myself. That's, you know, kind of how I got started into content creating. I found a uh, a mobile video editor. I did everything off of my phone, dude. I edited videos and recorded them and played games, everything from my phone. And that's what got me started. So he was like, yeah, I see potential in what you're doing. So they drafted me. He was like, your name is too long. The channel is too convoluted. We need to change your branding and, and stuff like that if you're going to be with, with the team. Damn. Um, so I was like, okay, well, here are my choices. And I gave him three names, one of them being Sick Boy. He was like, Sick Boy sounds cool. Well, Sick Boy is actually a reference to Social Distortion. If anyone's familiar with the band at all, you remember the, the skeleton guy that was on the cover of the records with, like, the zoot suit hat and, like, the martini glass. He was like the punk version of of Iron Maiden's Eddie. That was Sick Boy. Okay. Like, that's what they called him. His name was Sick Boy. So that's where that comes from. Um, So as time went on, it was just very, it started becoming very apparent to me that there was, I was probably the only adult involved with the team. Ah. Like, I was more likely the only guy over the age of 20. Okay. So it was like, okay, I I already have two kids of my own. I don't want to be taking care of like 30 others. Yeah. So I started trying to lay down some ground. I was like, look, this is what's going to be going on if I'm going to be part of the team. Well, 
before that, I skipped a step, sorry. Before that, he had actually approached me with an offer to become owner of the streaming side of the of the org. So I'd be owner of this team's stream team. Huh. Sounded really awesome at the time. Well, yeah. turns out that all that immaturity that I just mentioned was for a very good reason is because the guy that was running the team was a minor. And he was not actually old enough to get signed on this paperwork for all these million dollar investments that he's going after. So uh, he needed someone of age to be able to sign documents to get money. Once that came, once that came around, I was like, fuck this shit. I'm out. Like, this is going to put me in a situation that's either going to put me in a deep well of shit or put my family in a deep well of shit financially if something goes south. So I absolved all involvement with the team. I sent them back all the graphics and shit that they had given me. I completely disassociated from anything that was connected with that organization and branched back out on my own. But I kept the sick boy name because I had already started kind of creating everything around that name. Yeah. So that's, that's where the name came from. That's crazy. Yeah, dude. That's that's my little backstory into to how all of this this came about. Real quick, some chat. You're the only one I watch. What? No, Candy. That's oh, on podcast. Okay, all right. Wow. That makes more sense. But thank you. That means so much. <clears throat> uh, Twitch Dirk. Yeah. Bancroft. Off topic, but what instrument did you play? Oh, uh, I played drums for. 21 22 years i started when i was nine and i stopped when i was about 30. wow like i turned 30 and my last band kind of fell apart and it was it was that moment in time where i kind of realized i have to kind of shift my responsibilities like i can't keep chasing this crazy dream and if it gets successful be away from home for months and months and months on end and have my little ones back at home wondering where dad is and when dad's going to come home like that really started to kind of rip me apart so i was like okay well music is obviously not going to happen as a profession anymore yeah you know but there's a cd out on spotify that lives on for eternity so that's pretty cool that's pretty cool um i do have a spotify account so you'll have to send me that i will forward you the link dude yeah it's it's cool like old school garage rock style punk um definitely yeah. different from what i had played in the past and from what i'm listening to now heard for sure i mean always always <laughs> well you, you know, have still... a you have a musical past too don't you oh yeah yeah me and um it was really funny because um i had a uh, three-piece metal band is what we were we didn't have a bass player and that was you know that was pretty much the issue but i did lead vocals and my buddy Chris did guitar, and then my other buddy Brad, you know, this guy, played <laughs> drums. But he was the first drummer that we had ever played with that it was amazing. Like, I basically told him, like, I, I, I told him kind of like the sound that I wanted to hear, and he would just do it. And it was like, okay, like, let, like let's do this. Like, I sound very similar to uh randy Blythe from lamb of god that's a hell of a name drop bro 
Yeah, dude. No, that that was like my inspiration for doing metal. I actually got a freaking Lamb of God tattoo. Whoa. Yeah, dude. That is okay. Now is that that looks more like some to kill the priest artwork, pre Lamb of God. Yeah, dude. Uh, burn the priest, man. This is um, Ashes of the Wake. Uh, there's an artist, and actually, you might want to look into him if you were trying to do the, uh, like that grindcore writing. His yeah. Name's, uh, Ken, but it's K three N. He's the one that did the artwork for Burn the Priest, Ashes of the Wake, um, Philadelphia. Oh yeah. Trying to think, uh, what's that other one? Sacrament. Sacrament. There you go. Okay. And that's why I have Ashes of the Wake and uh, Sacrament, and then just like a Lamb of God written in the uh, the Pyrus writing behind a brick wall, basically. That's and pretty fucking a dope. Lines coming out of the top, and then I have flag on the inside. Hell of my yeah, dude! That is yeah, a diehard fan right there. Yeah, man. My buddy Chris got uh, the Philadelphia Eagle chest. Holy shit! A whole chest piece. Yeah, dude. So we were into it, bro. Like, yeah. Uh, I, I still got, like, my guitar is sitting right back there. I Hell yeah, dude. With my acoustic. Uh, I have, you know, an electric, but I don't have equipment or anything like that anymore. Yeah. And just through the moves and, you know, adulting, it just, you know, I, I it, it just went. And, you know, I got the acoustic, but I love to jam, man. You know, it's 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 fun. It's some t- my kids love it. They they like to hear music. My kids dance. It's it, it's not like that's awesome. I'm always a you know I'm always a I'm always down to jam. Like that's that's legit. <laughs> All right, some quick chat. Uh, Bancroft says knew it. I was lead vocals and piano way back when. Oh, that's pretty cool, man. There's a I don't actually personally know a lot of people that can actually play piano. Like yeah. that's one of the more difficult uh, instruments to learn. So that's pretty cool, man. Uh, Candy Red has followed Bancroft. Look at that networking happening within the chat, dude. I fucking love it. That is amazing. And Twitch Dirk coming in with an old school reference. One of my first bands in high school locution, dude. That's that's digging up some memories right there. Uh, we'll we'll have to talk more off mic about that because I could literally get lost all night talking about my musical past. Um, Bane Cross says thanks, mate. Was streaming, but got up and caught up in the podcast. Not a bad thing. Uh, Candy Red says I have Terraria, but I have no idea how to play. <laughs> and uh, Mechanic says I also just followed all. So look at that. Okay, we're getting followers up here in the chat, dude. This is exactly what we've been talking this is networking at work you know this isn't follow for follow this isn't lurk for lurk networking inception yeah (laughs) networking inception i fucking love that dude i love i'm gonna have to use that from like now on it it sounds funny but it's true yeah it's a network within a network within Within a network network. (laughs) (laughs) i fucking love it man i love it so I gotta ask, dude. You're you're on this crazy journey. You're you're building a following. You're building an audience. Your stream is growing. You already have ideas for your branding and what essentially your channel is going to reflect as far as you as a streamer. But where do you see this thing going? Like, is it just going to be straight gameplay and like doing br games or i mean do you not know yet as you're just kind of feeling it out like where 
does the future of Brad will rail you on Twitch eventually lead to? You know, I, that's something I've been thinking about lately. And like, cause like I was saying, I just recently switched my, my game. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I decided I wanted to do whatever I wanted to do. And I didn't feel like I had to, like I said earlier, fall victim to the hype. Right. But I love that battle royale experience, and I'm a cheap bastard, so I looked for a free one, and I found that game. And honestly, <laughs> I'm just gonna keep doing what I like to do. Um, I'm just gonna keep <clears throat> kind of just rolling with the flow and seeing how we go. And you know what? You know, I honestly I have no idea. I'm just gonna keep streaming, just doing whatever it is, do because it's my channel. Like, I yeah, dude, my TV show. I get to do whatever I want. Hell yeah. And I think that's a really smart move. And I think that's going to reflect positively in your stream and in your content. It's one thing that I am at risk of repeating myself over and over and over again about this, but I still think it's it's relevant in that when people play games for the trend or they play games for its notoriety that it already has, you're almost kind of immediately setting yourself up for failure because the people that are also playing in that game that have a much more established audience than you already have are going to be way higher up on that game directory on the Twitch page. And those are going to be the guys that people go to first. Oh yeah. You know, so playing like if you're just running a gaming channel, playing games that you enjoy will eventually translate to a following because people are going to see that unique content being created. They're going to see a streamer that is not only enjoying themselves, but is creating a enjoyable environment for their audience. And that's one reason why I moved over to a podcast. Like I will be the first to admit, I am not a very high skilled gamer. Like I love shooters, love Mm -hmm. them. You know, I go back all the way to Doom on Windows 95 with my shooters. You know what I mean? Like, love them. Those are my games. But I am not the best at it. And I am the first to admit it. I am not the highlight reel guy. I am not the Twitch, you know, 20 kills in one game guy. Like, that's not me. And I practically killed myself trying to be that guy. And, you know, off stream was always pissed because I was practicing and grinding and not getting anywhere. So I had to sit back and think, okay, how do I make this work for me? You know, how do I integrate what I enjoy into my channel and make it enjoyable for other people? And the two things that have always remained constant for me are video games and music. And so, okay, how do I make those things work for my channel? Well, I can put music into my stream. Okay, how do I do that? Well, Twitch is going to mute my VOD if I put copyrighted music on there. I was a musician once. I know how bad that can be. Let's bring other bands that are also struggling the same way I'm struggling as a streamer and give them another platform to build on. That's where the Featured Artist Spotlight came from. Nice. But it was still built around games. It was still built around gaming. So I was like, I'm going to do the one thing that every seasoned streamer tells new streamers not to do, and I'm going to start a variety channel. So that's what I started doing. It's like, what game is is fun for me? Okay, well, I did a Charlie Murder thing, and then I did um, Hellblade. 
Santa was sacrificed and did like a mental health weekend built around that. And I was kind of like, okay, well, this is fun and all, but it's not really drawing in an audience. Mm -hmm. So one thing that I have really gotten into doing is listening to podcasts. Uh, Joe Rogan's show being a big influence on me. I love Joe Rogan's podcast. I don't watch religiously, but I watch a lot of it. Yeah, like the format that he has, it was like, I want to do that. Like, I don't want to bring people on with like a list of questions, make it very scripted and like, you know, real suit like and all that kind of shit. Like this type of banter back and forth is just so genuine. Mm -hmm. And like, you're really able to get into the mind of like who you're talking to this way that I just feel like it it works too well not to do it. Yeah. You know, I agree. I agree. It makes it flow a little bit better. It it, it doesn't sound set up. That, yeah, that's, that's for real. Yeah, for sure. I, well, I, like I, when we were that. kind of testing things out before we actually got started tonight, we had already kind of started in on like a conversation about family and like the vehicles we drive and like shit like that. So it had already kind of started to flow, and it just it felt right. And that's what I think. You know what you're doing, and what other streamers should try to do, and that's do what feels right for them. That's good. That's a that's a good one. Yeah, man. It's, that's a hundred percent, man. Like, <clears throat> I'm just here to have fun. That's that's what it's all about. And then you, you meet you meet people, you have friends, you network, and it, it's just like you know you're having a field day while you're doing something that you enjoy. Fuck yes, dude. And this is just so much fun. Like, I am having the best time doing my channel now that I've changed over to this mm-hmm. than I ever did just doing straight gaming. I got you. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can see why. I mean, you get to meet a bunch of people. Yeah, man. And I want to try and get more streamers in to to be guests on this show. And I want it to be more about, you know, what people are wanting to do, not just with their content, but like try and give viewers a different outlook on the streamers they either already watch or streamers they don't already know about. And like, you know, this is a very candid unscripted type of environment so you get to really see a person's true personality this way mm-hmm. i like that that's yeah very calm. that's very soothing hell I yeah think. man well look i um i think we have covered a lot i think things are looking really well for you and i cannot wait to get back into your stream and like to see where things go from here man and you know as always do please reach back out if you ever need help with your branding or anything like that or if you get some new shit going on that you you may want to talk about dude we'll bring you back on the show any fucking time you're always welcome here that sounds good man i did have a lot of big shouts to sick boy over here <laughs> everybody in the chat i do appreciate you guys for sticking around so god what, what do you got two more people coming on uh, I got one more person coming on after the break, and uh, we're going to do our featured artist, which tonight is probably one of the more brutal bands that I've had on the featured artist spotlight. Dude, like, this is Russia. Like, this is a band from Russia that is doing, like, some just straight deathcore slamage, and they are fucking amazing. Real quick, we're going to do a shout out for Brad in the chat. Um, Candy, you are always welcome to post clips in here, like at any given time. You're a wizard at clippage. So clip please, anytime you have it, clip it all, clip it all. 
So, um, Brad, thank you again so much for doing this, man. I had such a good time chatting with you. And uh, we'll hook back up over in the Struggle Bus, man. If you're looking for a community to grow with, I highly recommend the Struggle Bus Discord community. Uh, get up on Twitter, look up the page, and you will get an invite. And start meeting some really chill-ass people like me and Brad here. Yeah. <laughs> Brad got uh, me in. Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna say, and also, uh, before we jump over the uh, the discords and the Twitter group, Raid is actually accepting applications. There's a do, uh, Google Docs uh, document that you would have to fill out, but they're actually accepting applications for those streamers that want to jump in on the bus. The only thing is, it's uh, I believe it's 18 plus, and then you, the only minimum requirement is you have to be an affiliate streamer. Okay. They're okay. Going, they're going pretty hard, bro. They're going hard. Well, there you go. Raid Esports is is looking for folks. There's a few other esport orgs out there. Um, I am not personally involved with them, but I have followed them for quite some time now. Plus, I just really like their name, Full Metal Gaming, which is actually based here in Florida. Uh, I believe they're looking for content creators as well. So, there's resources out there, guys. If you're trying to get a channel off the ground, there are people out there that can support you. And there are people out there that want to see you succeed like us too. You know, right. we, we succeed if you guys succeed. Right. It's a network, man. Hell yeah, man. But I appreciate you again, buddy. I'm going to go. Dude. Smoke break and then I'm going to jump on for the. Hell yeah. We got the link up in the chat here. If you guys want to go check out Brad's stream, he's going to be on probably in the next, what, 15, 20 minutes. Something probably like that. 20. Yeah. Yep, probably about yep. 20. So yeah, check out some real Royale over there at Brad's. Uh, Candy says, it's my motto, if I watch someone, I will clip something. Okay, I love it. Well, go get some clips for Brad, dude. He's got some, some clip-worthy gamage going on, man. I can guarantee that. So, okay. Thank you, Brad. I appreciate you, brother, as always. And, uh, all right, man, take it easy. We are going to jump into our featured artist spotlight. And, guys, I'm not lying when I say these motherfuckers bring the pain. This is Sin Deliverance. Featured artist, Sin Deliverance. Here we go.
I am joined now by my next guest. Uh, we're going to be doing audio only for him in the in the test that we did beforehand. We had some issues with the video, so we're going to do voice for my next guest, who is the co-founder and sales director. Is that right? Yeah, yep. Co-founder and sales director for the Game Theory, which is a company that has made this backpack that I am holding right now in front of the camera. Uh, I actually won this in a giveaway with uh, your partners with World's Best Gaming, the esports org. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. That's correct. And this thing here, dude, I got to say, the genius lies in its simplicity. <laughs> and, you know, it comes like I pointed this out to my wife when I first unboxed this thing last week. And just the fact that you guys just changed the location of the zippers to the back. Yeah, See where I this... mean, sometimes it's just the easiest thing, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's just like, it's just one of those things where it's just, you know, so incredibly genius and just how simplistic it is. And I was reading an interview that you guys did with World's Best earlier today, and it seemed like that's that's kind of where you and your partner were kind of coming from, were just being able to offer the best product you can, but in the most simplistic way is would would that be accurate well i mean the funny thing is the formula usually is you know what 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 can i act, can i have the most quality materials with the most functionality but also i want to get it for relatively reasonable prices you know and that's always like the dream in terms of uh just retail in general product creation or really anything that you want to, ha- right. to have in life and we kind of just set out from that point and you know it sounds simple but like it sounds it sounds stupid almost, but we that that's what we ended up doing. We just wanted to say we want we want to make quality materials. We want to make a good bag. We want to make it easy for people to use. We want to make it uh, what my partner Johnny says a lot is uh, stupid simple. You yeah. know, it's like uh, <laughs> what I like to call what I like to call idiot resistant. Right on. Um, nothing nothing's ever nothing's ever idiot proof. You know, because right, right. they always build a better better idiot. But but like at least you know just sim- simplicity of design, quality of materials, reasonable pricing, and Thankfully, just we were able to do that, and it was it was a wonderful thing. Yeah, man. I mean, like I I took all my stuff out of it just to be able to kind of show off some of the uh, compartments and and things that's going on here. But like, there's ample storage for your tech. We got laptop, and it looks like a tablet pouch here in the back. Yep. Um, this feature I have actually seen on other backpacks, but for whatever reason, they charge significantly more than you guys do this little usb can hook up to a portable charger and then in here i think it's in the strap there is an outlet that you can actually plug your phone in charge your phone on the go and the big selling point for me besides the security of the zippers and all that kind of stuff if you guys on i know my light's kind of dim on the camera here but this pouch right here is RFID protected. Now, there might be some people watching and eventually will be listening to this in in the podcast form that may not essentially understand what RFID or radio frequency identification is and why they should care about it. What made you guys decide that this should be a feature in your product and what made it important to you? Well, so we've actually... uh... Johnny and I have done some extensive traveling abroad and 
and the, the the wonderful thing about traveling is is the traveling part of it the unfortunate thing is uh all the lessons you got to learn the hard way about uh the dangers of traveling sure and so we've actually had uh so, you know not not personal experience but uh but definitely friends of ours are people that we've been traveling with where you know people people are very uh you know i said before we, we you can't make anything idiot proof because right. uh they build a better idiot it goes in the other direction too is that no matter every technology they come up with to prevent theft the thieves just get better and yeah. and one of the things that they're doing now is that what what they can do technically if someone's walking around with a with an rfid scanner in their in their hand then if you if you've got your wallet in your pocket they can just and this is like big in south america right now it's like a huge thing they can just kind of bump that up against your pocket while you're like standing on the subway or like jostling in a crowd or whatever and charge thousands of dollars to your credit card just Holy by contact Holy shit so, now i did yeah. not actually know how that all worked so yeah. that's a big deal yeah i mean it's basically like it's it's it used to be old school you used to have to like you know, you go to a gas station and they have a little strip in the thing and it reads your card and they can charge things to it. Now they just, you got a machine, it's portable and you could just bump somebody. And if you get them on the credit card, then you could charge, you, you have, you, you basically charged whatever it was you put into the machine, you charge to that person's card and it's just contact based. So the real, that that's a real, and like I said, it's, it's, it's really, really big in South America now, especially, um, and, and just having the opportunity or the ability to protect yourself from that is a thing that, when we were designing this bag, we just found that there wasn't really an option for that. And, uh, you know, this is, this is, we, we do lean kind of into the travel space, you know, just the idea of being able to take your essentials and wandering around, you know, wherever you want to go with them. We want to enable that. And if that's such a prevalent thing in the world, and we've had that happen to people that we know, then that's something we definitely wanted to protect against. So, you know, we have this, uh, we have the specially lined pocket that basically if anyone wants to try and, uh, you know, get you while you're on the subway or on a crowded bus or something, or just like walking by you in the street. Um, if you have your your credit card or your you know anything with a strip basically in there, um, anything with uh, with RFID, then you just slip it in that pocket and you're good to go. Man, that is nuts, and that's like a big thing to actually bring up because now uh, currently happening in in San Antonio, back in Texas, where I'm originally from, we got Pack South going on. Absolutely. Which regularly draws in thousands and thousands of people where I'm sure stuff like that has happened before, if not continuously happens every year. So that yeah, could I mean, these definitely... conventions are a hotspot, you know, for this kind of thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. Which is probably why, you know, this particular bag is, is such a hot item for for gamers in particular. You know, you guys are partnered with a uh, a world renowned esports org. So that's definitely something people should i feel should definitely be cons uh, concerned about when going to these conventions be it pack south twitchcon uh you know whatever it is this bag should absolutely be in in your traveling gear um just because of how how thick those crowds can get you never know when someone's yeah. just gonna come and like you said just tap your pocket that's all they gotta do that's so fucking insane to think about yeah, it's it's kind of like I said, the technology keeps getting more sophisticated. You keep got to, you know, you got to keep finding new ways to beat it. And, uh, you know, this is what we came up with to to prevent that kind of thing from happening, because like like the goal at the end of it was, you know, aside, we have the, there's two aspects of it, right? There's the travel aspect of it, which is like comfort and ease of use and all these things. Sure. And then, of course, there's the big selling point, which is the anti theft stuff. And uh, oh crap my my sister just texted me my niece is waking up a little bit i gotta talk a bit quieter okay yeah um no no <laughs> sorry problem. about that no no problem um, man i'll just turn yeah, you up i'll yeah. just turn you up i got a mixer here all right sounds good sounds good so 
the thing about it is that also, of course, the big selling point is it's the TGT anti theft backpack. Right. And and it, we just want to be able to, the, the the line that we've been throwing out these days is uh, when, when describing all the features and we wrap it up with a nice little bow and it basically says no one's getting what you put in that bag unless you give it to them. Yeah. You know, yeah, no one's that's... no one get it's, it's a portable safe. No one no one's getting in there unless you let them. I mean, I obviously, we can't physically prevent people from you know picking up the bag off yeah, of your shoulders and walking away with it that's like we're not quite there yet in terms of the technology but right but you know um yeah real quick in the chat mechanic has asked i missed it what was the name of the company that makes the bag this is the game theory and uh you guys are based out of the east coast in new jersey right yeah 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 we're in new jersey um so you know we're uh, I, I could see the the new york city skyline from my office Oh, that's awesome. That's a yeah. hell of a view. <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful. It's really um, nice. When you guys were, I guess, out of the you know brainstorming phase and actually starting to get into production and getting the product you know made and, and getting it to a, a sellable uh, phase, was it your intention to market to gamers or was that just kind of like a happy accident? So the funny thing is we were always headed in that direction. I was not the... I was not originally. My partner Johnny was the one that that kind of came up with the idea okay. as as like a, as a passion project for him that he wanted to do something with. And since we worked together in our in our what used to be the day job, um, we uh, he he brought it over to me because he knows that I also I travel a lot and I'm I, you know he's the big backpack connoisseur. But he came over to me, started discussing with me. He start sorry started discussing it with me, and. Uh, as a gamer, my, I'm the gamer in the family. Uh, oh, so right. he's, yeah, so, so he started bringing it to me and, and unfortunately I've lost, um, both due to damage and theft, I've lost some like fairly expensive tech traveling. So oh, like no. immediately I was thinking this works for gamers. Like we can, we, we could definitely, there's a need for this. You know, they, they, they want this, 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 this no one's doing what we want to be doing right now. They're not doing it as well as we're going to be doing it. And this is such a huge need for this kind of thing. And it's, it's, it's a great point that you brought up with these conventions. I mean, PAX South is happening right now in Texas, you know, and yeah, everyone there could use our bag. It's oh, not even, absolutely. I'm not even, I'm not even kidding. So like once he kind of had the initial idea and then he brought me into it and I was like, this is a space that we need to tap eventually because there are so many people that want what we're going to be offering. I mean, like, I wanted to buy one right then when we were just brainstorming, you know, I was like, I was like, hit me, hit me up. Where do I get me one of these bags? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I and, did. I did read that in that, uh, that, that brief interview you guys did. Um, yeah. that should, yeah. I, I imagine that's in your future plans to kind of appear at like, you know, these pack South and, and Twitch cons and things like that. Uh, hundred percent, a hundred percent. Get a nice little booth set up over there and, and really get this thing because like you said i mean there is definitely a need for a product like this within that community within that environment um, i definitely think so hell even uh comic cons you know the yeah. cosplayers and stuff could definitely make a use out of a product like this absolutely i mean listen i think it's got worldwide appeal but if you're talking about like specific niches of people especially like i said i'm a gamer it's one that's close to my heart you know mm -hmm. and as soon as he was talking about the the portable usb charging idea and the anti-theft idea that was something that immediately i was like we need to get into the gaming space because there's a there's such a need for this kind of thing and then you know we just i mean we've been in the incubator for like two years and we just officially launched in in june and you know so we were not we were not initially planning on we, like 
turning so hard into the gaming space right um at at the beginning but then the guys from world best gaming contacted us they said like listen we saw you guys online you're making a little bit of noise we think it would be perfect for this space and we were like we also think it would be perfect for this space and they're like let's get something done and that was it we launched with them in november and things have been uh we've been really pushing the the esports space hard right now because you know we we happen to it, it was we, we were always gonna we were always gonna look to get into that but uh you know, that was like my unique take on the on the bag during the brainstorming phases but it kind of just happened like just by circumstance it just happened way earlier than we were expecting and like people are walking around now at pack south with our bag and i just think it's the greatest thing no that's definitely awesome and you you almost have like a little street team working for you there because i'm sure people are going to ask what's up with the bag you know like that doesn't look like anything that i've seen or that i've used before like what's what's going on with that and then for sure they're going to tell them you need this like you yeah. need to get this right now uh real quick in the chat awesome kelly hey sorry i'm late no no you're not late at all you're you're just in time to catch the talk with uh uh it's correct me if i i mispronounce this <laughs> Zvi? yeah perfect Zvi love it from uh the game theories co-founder and sales director for a uh backpack manufacturer that we've been talking about here recently since you're just coming into the chat here's the bag and we were just going over like i know my light is dim i promise i'm going to get better lighting soon guys <laughs> um but the arfid pouch here uh we were just talking about how now technology has evolved to the point where people can just walk up to your pocket and tap your wallet or tap your purse with like a little device and steal all your information and charge hundreds and hundreds of dollars to your account this can protect all of your crucial information, your credit cards, your IDs, portable charging for your tablets and phones. And this, I mean, the fact that you have been able to tap in to this type of market is, for one thing, really smart on your guys' part. Um, Thank you. But also, like, there's other features going on here, like with the water-resistant material that you're using. That can appeal to literally anybody that has a laptop, a tablet, a cell phone, anything that can fall susceptible to water damage definitely needs to have one of these bags. If they're, you know, commuting long distances, if they're traveling out of state or out of the country or anything like that, I mean, weather is going to always be unpredictable. So that I feel yeah. is definitely a, a crucial feature there. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily throw it into a pool, but if you get caught in the rain, you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not. It's a water resistant, not waterproof, right? Yeah, it's very important distinction. <laughs> yeah, that distinction needs to be there. Listen, um, I don't want anyone. I don't want anyone to tell me like I took my bag swimming and my laptop got ruined. I'm yeah, like, no I want to have that conversation. You know? <laughs> yeah, no shit. Um, so you you mentioned earlier that you're you're the gamer of the group. You're you're the yeah. guy that you know goes to the conventions. You're you're the you're the dude. Yeah. What is in your normal play rotation, man? Like I oh, I know I read in the interview some some heavy Hearthstone talk. Yeah, that, for sure. I'm a big, big Hearthstone guy. Yours? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a big Hearthstone guy. Um and uh I mean, I'm generally into like the whole TCG scene anyways. I'm I have uh I have um Hearthstone and Elder Scrolls Legends and Gwent and um Artifact on like heavy rotation. And as soon as I pick up MTG Arena, like I'm obviously going to that's I'm obviously awesome. gonna start investing some time into that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, my my tastes are like all over the place, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> except for like, of course, except for of course the and this is the irony of it is that like Fortnite, CS:GO, like 
PUBG and all that stuff, I have mm-hmm. no interest in whatsoever, which is the hilarious thing. <laughs> because that's the stuff that like we're partnering with, you know, WBG, they're really, really, that's their space. And we're just, um, personally, I just, I, I don't enjoy those games at all. But like, I totally respect the skill, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, to each their own. You know, my, my first guest tonight, he's like a big BR streamer guy. He's, mm-hmm. you know, he and I were, were going back and forth between, you know, our, our mutual loves from like, the old N64 days with GoldenEye, oh, wow. like the four split screen, and you know there was no lobby or you know muting the chat. If if someone was talking crap to you, they they sat next to you and you had to hear it the entire game. Oh, you didn't <laughs> have to hear it the entire game. You just knock them the fuck out, and you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> I love the way you think, <laughs> dude. Listen, if they're right here, see that's the thing. Like this, this online. I don't, and I don't know if you, I, I don't know who's aware of it. I don't know how niche this is, but like I'm a huge fan of uh, Zero Punctuation. If you've heard of it, Yahtzee. He's a he's a big he's a big game reviewer on the Escapist, and he does these like five minute videos every week on all these games. And he's he's British, and he speaks really fast, and he's hilarious. And one of the uh, one of his big things is like, I don't like playing online multiplayer games because if someone's talking crap, I can't shut. Like I have to deal with it. Yeah. It used to be I sat with my friends at home and I played locally, and then I could just knock someone out if they were bothering me. <laughs> and I don't have that anymore. And I'm like, man, that's a good point. That's a that's definitely a different take on the on the on the whole situation. I hadn't thought of that. I hadn't considered yeah. that before. That's a good point. Yeah, that's man, it's the whole point. internet age. People aren't accountable for their words anymore. It's kind of crazy the time uh, we live in. Man, you are telling some truth right there. There is zero accountability anymore. Um, it it's almost like you need that guy sitting next to you to kind of jack you in the jaw real quick when you're being an idiot. Yeah. Well, whatever. We haven't invented the technology for that just yet. Oh, I'm sure it'll come. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like you said, you guys have just recently launched, so there's probably not a whole lot on the development plate just yet, but I imagine there's some ideas kicking around. I'm I'm not going to ask you to name any specifics. I'm <laughs> sure there's there's stuff that's being kept under the hat, but just as a company in general, I mean, I imagine there's some R&D stuff going on. You guys have some goals for the future of the game theory that doesn't necessarily just revolve around backpacks. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, the truth is that like, like you said, we just started, I mean, at this point, like we've, we've hit, we've, we've just basically crossed the six month mark and okay. it's, it's hard to concretely determine where we're going to end up. Um, sure. We're, 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 we're keeping it pretty open. And I mean, obviously, like you said, we have some ideas kicking around. There's a little section of the office whiteboard that's dedicated to like brainstorming future products. Like one of the things that's been, that's actually been uh, knocked around a little bit is the, uh, is the, uh, some people want RFID protecting wallets, you know? Oh, and like, smart. yeah, people have asked us about that. And like, if that's a need, then, then we're, we're game. We have the manufacturing capability. We have, it'll just be like a mini version of the pocket in the backpack, except it'll be like nice and actually like, it won't be like a piece of crap, you know? So like, yeah. that's obviously that that's like a little hint of some stuff that's like maybe kicking around uh, in terms of R and D. But uh, for now, I think we're like pretty new to uh, Johnny and I are, are have many years of experience in sales, marketing and product development. But in terms of this particular venture, we're, we're still pretty new in that space and we want to kind of see where it goes. So, you know, in terms of what we have going on next, like we just want to create a situation where people are 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 able to live their lives without, you know, it, with with peace of mind and with 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 it's what do we say like ease of use and ease of mind, you yeah, know? Man. 
like they don't have to worry about their stuff they can just carry it everywhere they can take whatever they need with them and they don't have to like spend their entire vacation worrying about their shit getting stolen or like going to you know going to a convention and and you know like having to put themselves in their and in, in their backpack in a straitjacket you know so like they don't lose all of their stuff it's just like permanently attached like we want to create a situation where people can just live their lives we can enjoy their lives and you know we want to enable you we want to enable people to to you know as, as you read the interview right so like the the the, the game the name the game theory kind of like came out of like a fun random conversation but like yeah i love this story go ahead and and, and fill the viewers in on how this happened yeah for sure no it was just it was completely unrelated to anything but like uh but i was i was talking to johnny and like we were just talking about some random nonsense and i was like that's not how you play the game of life man and he's like that's just your theory man everyone's got their own theory on how to play the game of life and then we kind of looked at each other and there was this light bulb moment like it's it's like straight out of tv you know and i was just like boom game theory you know and but like not game theory the game theory yeah you know and that was kind of where the name came from so like it's, we kind of try to live by those words. Like everyone's got their own theory on how to play the game of life. And all we're trying to do is just enable everybody to play their best game. Dude. I love it. I love the idea. I love the motto and the whole, the theme behind that is it's, it's not just smart, but it's honest, you know, it's, it's genuine. It's something that literally anybody can get behind. It's not an, an arguable topic. You know what I mean? Like it's something mm-hmm. that, a vast majority of people could obviously agree with um, in terms of like wanting to keep all of their stuff safe, their crucial, you know, financial implements, their uh, private information, you know, cause the IDs still have those magnetic strips on the back. So Absolutely. I mean, someone could easily come and pull your driver's license number, your name, your address. I mean, all that shit is mm-hmm. highly susceptible to theft. So, I mean, that's, awesome that you guys even exist <laughs> right now yeah well hey, I, I love existing you know yeah right <laughs> um, uh, existing's pretty good but yeah. Yeah, i mean like and that's the thing like we try in the design process we really try to to fit in as much as we could without making it like this horrible overdone bloated like too many zippers and too many of this and too many yeah. of that like and like i said it comes back to that simplicity that you brought up at the beginning like the beautiful also the beautiful thing about like the the the, 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 the just the physical design of the bag is that Aside from like our little nod to gaming with the, I mean, I don't know, I don't know how many people pick up on it, but some people certainly have like that little magnetic strip in the front, or not magnetic, sorry, reflective strip in the front, mm-hmm. on the front of the bag. Obviously, that's that's there for like safety purposes, you right. know, just so if you're walking at night, people can see you. But the damn thing looks like a power button, you oh, know. Sure, like sure. that's kind of the point. And aside from that little like nod to the gaming space, like the design is very simple. It's customizable in terms of like look, people can like put patches on it and stuff and like we have the options to do like branded you know like like team backpacks and stuff like that which is important and and it really all comes back to that simplicity we're not trying to do too much we're just trying to do what's necessary and uh so you know you have the the various anti-theft features you have like the rfid you have the internal zipper configuration which mm-hmm. is really important and you have it's the, the the bag itself is is hard shell and slash proof you know because sometimes people also you hear these crazy freaking stories where like someone will just come up and like cut the bottom of your backpack and just like take your shit out of it and you like Whoa, barely notice. It's unbelievable! No, it's crazy. It's absolutely nuts. They're like, and but the thing is, you won't even notice it because they're like they're so like you. You always hear these stories about like people getting pickpocketed, and you're like, that's so freaking stupid. What they didn't feel it, but like these guys are really good at what they do. Oh it's yeah, it's like 
It's like imagine putting that effort into doing something productive for society, right? Like what you guys I mean, are doing. Well, I mean, listen, yeah. we only exist because they do. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. We're man, secretly funneling remember, money into um... pickpockets. Don't worry. Don't tell anybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I can remember crazy stories that my dad used to tell me when he was. Uh, he used to work as a uh, a theater manager and and technical director for a local community college back in Houston. And he would travel for conventions out in like Long Beach and uh, other parts of Florida and like different parts of the country. There'd these be uh, theater conventions, and he would hear these stories of like coworkers or like other people that were at there just you know getting their wallet stolen, getting mugged on the street, and you know crazy. getting run off with with crazy stuff like that. So I mean. This is this is something that just like it almost makes too much sense that it hadn't <laughs> existed before. You know what I mean? And well, I was just uh, a stroke of genius on your guys's part. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to hear, man. Like, really, honestly, we were just two 30 something guys from New Jersey just trying to, like, make a product that we wanted to have in our lives. And then, like, in that process, we were like, listen, there are so many people out there. Like, we're not the only two guys in the world that need things like there are people out in the world that are going to want this. We want to provide that for them, you know, for and sure. it's, it's such a, it's such a fulfilling, like beautiful thing because like, you know, you hear all these stories and it sounds cliche, but I'm telling it to you straight from, straight from someone who's experiencing it, you know, like you spend your day slaving away in a day job and then like, you know, just to put, to pay rent and put money, put food on the table for your mm -hmm. family. And then all of a sudden you find something that you're like really passionate about that like matters to you and you you get the chance to do that, you know? Yeah, man. It's I just, can... it's just beautiful. I can relate to that on a very personal level. Um, you know, I'm I'm actually in IT as a as a day job. I've been in IT nice. for four or five, maybe six years now. Um, definitely started off as something that I was really into and like passionate about, but as the years went on, it's turned into just another day job. Right. And now that I'm getting involved in podcasting, this has really become a passion project of mine that I would like to see you know take off and be able to do what I love in terms of, of this show and like talking to people like you and other, other streamers, particularly uh, just with Twitch being such a huge format. Um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I can definitely relate to that on a, on a very personal level and couldn't Man, agree power more. To you. Could not agree more. Power to you for doing what you love. You know, it's funny. I used to, we were talking beforehand a little bit, right? So I like, uh, I don't think I mentioned this, but I, I actually, I used to have a radio show in college, right? Like on a college radio station. What? No and way. Honestly. Yeah, no, I did. And it was just me and two of my best friends. And we would just go down to the studio. We were the midnight shift on Monday nights and we would just go in and ramble for an hour. And it didn't matter who was listening because we were having the best freaking time in our lives. And yeah, it ended dude. up that we got like so many people tuning in it ended up being like this really it ended up being like this really big thing but it was like only for one it was like for one semester it was the big thing and then like you know and then we ended up like you know you got you got you got work to do and you gotta you gotta pass and yeah. succeed in, in school and all those things but like i totally get the appeal because the truth is like it doesn't matter who's listening like we just had the best time sitting there and just like talking about music and like just stuff that was happening in our lives man so like Hell i totally yeah. relate to that I can oh, totally yeah. relate to that. I really wish you, I really, I really wish you luck in this, man. It's the most, it's the funnest thing to do, you know. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm having the best time ever, uh, doing this particular thing, since I changed it over into a podcast format. It's just been absolutely the best time ever. Um, I've met so many cool people doing this and being able to just have these long form discussions, you know, not 
necessarily like a, a scripted interview. I don't I don't like those. I think they, they don't feel very genuine and uh, true to the person that you're talking to, like this conversation style. I think you're yeah, able right. to kind of get in tune with the people that are talking more and more. And it's just more honest. In my yeah, opinion. and I mean, you know, you have some points that you want to bring up, but you don't have like a script like it used to be with these in the radio interviews and stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure, like, for sure. Let's start with the obvious question and see where it goes from there. Yes, exactly. That's that's what I love about it. Um, it's perfect. So you mentioned you guys would talk about music before. Music oh, yeah, for happens sure. to be a huge component of the show. We actually just came off of uh, my segment with the Featured Artist Spotlight where I'll bring on a band that's maybe lesser known or they're still struggling to kind of get their music heard and stuff. And I'll give them 15, 20 minutes of my time and just play their tunes. Uh, occasionally I'm able to bring on members of the band and like have conversations with them. Not that's last cool. week, but the week before or the episode before I talked with the singer from my featured artist from that episode, which was a punk band from Norway and cool. i got to chat with him for a couple of hours and just about music and the scenes how they're similar on different sides of the world but also like inherently different and it was just a very unique experience that i don't think i would have gotten the chance to have had it not been for this podcast that's freaking um, cool man yeah dude it was amazing but like the world is so small these days you know like yeah. Last week you were speaking to some guy from Norway. Now you're talking to some guy from New Jersey. You know. Like, yeah, dude. And you like, can just talk to anybody anywhere. Hell yeah! And then half an hour ago, I was talking with a guy that lives maybe three hours from me. So yes, yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, Technology. Oh, I know, right? It's fucking wild. Um, yeah, yeah. What style of music would you guys talk about, or what do you tend to gravitate to more often? Uh, um. Well, I'm personally, I'm a, I'm a huge, uh, I'm a huge hard rock and heavy metal guy. You know. Like that's uh that's definitely my space. You're uh, um, you're on the right show, my friend. You're on yeah, I know. Right I heard. I saw. I saw on the shout out. You you got some deathcore going on here. Yeah, dude. And uh, I gotta be honest with you, man. That stuff's kind of hit or miss with me. But I definitely appreciate the the like giving 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 some some airtime to that to that kind of you know space to that kind of music because sometimes it just gets in you, man. You just want to like punch stuff. It's like yeah. crazy. <laughs> Yeah, dude, and that's just one of those scenes that's just not as widely accepted as it once was. You know, yeah. back in like the early '90s when you know Metallica and Jethro Tull were still winning Grammys. Yeah, um, well, Metallica or Jethro Tull, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's definitely uh, it's definitely more of a struggle for for that genre, and then the subgenres that spread out from it: the black metal and grunge and hardcore and punk and. Yeah, you know, the 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 tree definitely starts to sprout branches when you start yeah, getting into sure. subgenres and stuff. It can get really confusing. You know what? So the funny thing about it is, on principle, I try not to bother myself with that kind of stuff because, like, for me, I I really listen to everything. It's unbelievable. Like, uh, you get you get my you get my Apple Music playlist on my commute to work, and I swear to God, it could be like, like. Wages of Sin era, like Arch Arch Enemy, and then oh, yeah. like. And then Kelly Clarkson, and then <laughs> like, and then like some Alter Bridge or something like that, and then like the oh, fuck I don't even know like the like Bullet for My Valentine or some nonsense, sure. and then like Breaking Benjamin, and then you know, and then like some like crusted black metal like something. You know, it's like it's crazy. <laughs> I literally I'm I'm all over the place. I'm like my wife lives in the country, so like she said yeah. that's kind of 
that's kind of like the one genre that everyone's always like, I don't listen to country and I don't listen to rap, but like, yeah. so that's kind of bled over, you know, I've taken her to a couple of shows and that's, that's been like, it's not a genre of music that I like, love, love, but I took her to see Brad Paisley once and the, the guy can play a fucking guitar, man. Oh yeah. I mean, they're talented musicians, you know, yeah, there's, there's no shortage of, of musical talent and songwriting talent uh, for, for any of those any of those artists i mean where i where i grew up i mean it doesn't really speak to me but like musically but i respect the talent like i said yeah for sure like where i'm from originally i'm i'm normally i'm originally from houston texas and every year we have the big houston livestock show and rodeo which draws in upwards of like 30 to forty thousand people um and then they do concerts you know in between and they by and large tend to be more country artists but they've had like Def Leppard coming through a couple of times Bon Jovi um yeah dude so you definitely get an eclectic mix of of music there but it's definitely uh more heavily centered around you know country and western so it was almost impossible to not be exposed to it so there's an appreciation and a respect for those artists but you know like yeah. you i just not not something that necessarily it's not really me. for me yeah you know what i gotta tell you so like my what, what happens in the office now is that you know johnny and i have diverse music tastes but uh but where we do intersect is that good old 90s seattle grunge um yeah dude so we just all day in the office it's just Soundgarden and pearl jam <laughs> all <laughs> over and over and over it's oh man you know? A little bit of Allison Chains peppered in there every once in a while. So he's not a big Allison Chains guy, but I Come try. On. He's not, but I try. Oh, I really man. do try. Um, you know, we get a little bit of that, a little bit of um ah, uh, geez. What else? What else happens in the office? It's really I mean Nirvana, of course, but like he's like and hey, yeah, I guess we got a little Queens of the Stone Age, you know, like he's he's but he's like a big he's a huge Chris Cornell dude. So it's like Soundgarden, okay. Soundgarden, Audio Slave, you sure. know, and then Rage, Rage too, of course. Like that's where, you know, yeah. that has nothing to do with Seattle grunge, but like obviously <laughs> he he went from Soundgarden to Audio Slave, and then he went to Rage. That was yeah. like his progression in terms of like learning about this kind of music, you know. So it was uh, so we get some Rage going every now and then. Um, but it. what I've been what I've been exploring like recently, and I can't, I, I feel horrible for saying this because I'm so late to the game, but like I have not had enough exposure to ronnie james dio as much as i've wanted and like i mean i know a little bit of rainbow a little bit of his time in sabbath and of course i know holy diver because everyone fucking knows holy diver but like right i i didn't know i I didn't know enough so i was like i'm just gonna like (sighs) dig into the best of dio stuff you know like just see what happens there and he my god the guy's a god Oh yeah, one of these hands down one of the most powerful voices to ever grace the heavy metal genre. And without that man, we would not have the Devil Horns. Of course uh, not. You know, so I mean, he's he's definitely a a pinnacle of the heavy metal scene and without Mr. Dio, there would probably be a huge shortage of bands today. Um yeah. I I feel pretty confident saying that. Yeah, I mean, and it's unbelievable because like people will say sometimes it's like, well, he came up with it, so like if it wasn't him, it would have been someone else. And I'm like, no, it wouldn't have been someone else. He was the guy. That was the point. Yeah. Like, if there wasn't any like, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm talking like Ozzy era, but like if there wasn't any Black Sabbath, like everyone's like Black Sabbath is the first metal band, and everyone's like, okay, but like 
if it wasn't Black Sabbath, someone else would have figured it out. And I'm like, no, it was fucking Black Sabbath. They needed to be the ones to do it. Yeah. If they didn't do it, no one else would have done it. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then you have the other guys that go, oh, well, if it wasn't for the Yardbirds, there wouldn't have been a Black Sabbath. And then the list goes on and on and on. But yeah. the way we understand heavy metal today is undeniably because of Ronnie James Dio and Black Sabbath. Yeah, of course. And I mean, like, you get like, you know, you could get old school. With, like, I mean, obviously, I'm a huge Freeze guy. So, like, there's a lot of that in there. Sure. And I'm just like, and, you know, made it in. It's just. And of course, the big four, which came a little bit later. So, yeah. like, the, the idea is like, to me, and like, we were talking about genres. I'm just like, I sound totally hippie now, but I'm like, it's all love, man. Like, I don't care what genre it is. If it, music is about how it makes you move and how it moves through you, you know, like, if it's good for you, man, who cares what it is? Just like, listen to it and love it. And, and so I don't care who came first or who came last. I'm like, I feel horrible that I, <laughs> it took me so long to like really dig into Dio's stuff, but I'm like, fuck it this guy's great and i'm just gonna keep pounding on it i don't care what who came first or who did what or which era of sabbath was better ozzy or dio or i don't know who gives a shit honestly i'm just like this is good <laughs> stuff and i'm listening to all of it and i don't care hell yeah dude and that's like the healthiest attitude to have there's one one pet peeve that i absolutely have when it comes to music and that's purists the guys that you get that are in like the subgenre niche that are like, this is the real version of whatever it is you're listening to because whatever it is you're listening to is crap. And here's why it's crap. And it's just like, yeah. that's completely and totally up to, like, it's such a subjective thing to say because mm. music is just another form of art. And art as a whole is completely subject to interpretation. And it's going to be course. different from person to person to person. So that's like that. Those people really just irk me to no end. And I love people that have that attitude that you have and that have that just like overwhelming, like, you know, your shit may not be necessarily what I'm into, but I'm into the fact that you're into it. Yeah. You know, you know, I respect everybody's right to love what they love. Like, you know that, I mean, you see it going around the internet all the time where like people are talking and it comes up in this so often around the Super Bowl for some reason, but like, I mean, maybe guess because it's like a Super Bowl comic, but it, it ends with this like, the, the last panel is one guy holding the other guy's lips closed and he's being like, Shh, let people enjoy things. And I'm, <laughs> like, I'm like, yes, exactly. Like, stop. Oh, dude, stop I love it. Trying to make people as miserable as you. Let them have the things yeah. that they love. Yeah, man. That's God, dude, you nailed it. You fucking nailed it. <laughs> oh, man, I love it. Look, man, uh, I know you're you're kind of pressed for time. and Yeah, I do have to get out of here. A, a sensitive situation there. So uh, we'll go ahead and let you go and get what All you right. need done, you know, get on with your night. But look, I could not be more grateful for you coming on. Um, I love the bag. I love what you guys are doing. I can't wait to see what comes next from the game theory. And I just I could not be happier with, with how this went. So thank you. Thank you very much for doing this. Thank you for having me, man. It's really I enjoyed this, and uh, and like I said before, like keep doing this stuff, man. It's 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 great, and just do what you love. Like I'm doing what I love now. It's fantastic. I'm getting to like, you know, build, make, de like design products that that I want to have in my life, and then get to share those with other people. It's just the greatest thing in the world. I could not agree more, man. Well, look, thank you again, and look, you know, anytime you or Johnny or anybody wants to come on and maybe talk about future developments, or if you just want to come on and chat, dude, 
Shoot me an email. Shoot me a text through the Discord, dude. You're always welcome here in the Sycamore Lounge. Dude, thank you so much. This was a good time. Absolutely, dude. I, I All right, man. Blast. You have a good night. All right, you have a good night too, man. Good night, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. All right, that was Tzvi, co-founder, excuse me, and sales director from the Game Theory. You saw the bag. I mean, do you need any more reason to really look into it anymore? I don't think so. Uh, that's something that any anyone can make use of, and especially if you're going to be going to PAX, if you're going to be going to TwitchCon, if you're going to be going to any of the Comic-Cons, uh, if you're a cosplayer, I mean, just like the 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 possibilities for this product and for the people that can make use of it are endless so definitely look into the game theory go pick up a bag i mean they're not expensive at all had it not been for the fact that i won this through a giveaway from world's best gaming shout out world's best gaming <clears throat> i would have bought one anyway this is just it makes too much sense to have i mean i have laptops and tablets and phones and all this kind of stuff that you know, when, when we moved out of state, when we moved from Texas over here to Florida, you know, any pit stops that we made, obviously we kept stuff locked in the car, but if we had to stay overnight somewhere, security was a big issue, you know, and having something like this probably would have helped us sleep a little easier at night. So get yourself a motherfucking backpack from the game theory. Uh, we're going to have a link posted in the Discord. I'll go ahead and put up a link here in the chat uh, for their website. Pretty simple, gametheory.com. Go check them out. Get yourself a backpack, man. You will not be disappointed. All right. Well, guys, thank you for everyone that came out tonight. This was... Oh, Ring of Elysium. Yeah, I know, right? 158. All right. You know what? I'm going to get your times, Dirk. I'm going to catch up to you, dude. We'll have to make some of these runs. Sticking about jumping onto that game. That one's actually fun. I've been having probably more fun playing that game than i have like any other battle royale come smash my times dude i i welcome the challenge let's do this <laughs> um well thank you very much for coming out and hanging out man i appreciate you candy i appreciate you dirk i mean you're running my times dude i got i don't know how i don't know how much i can i can put up with that but i appreciate you coming to the stream bro i always like seeing you and Hanging out with you, man. I miss you. You're a good dude. Thank you, everybody, for coming out and checking out the show tonight. Thank you to my guest, Svi, from The Game Theory. Thank you to Brad for coming out, talking about his content and stuff. Guys, if you yourself or if you know other streamers that would love to be a pot, part of a podcast, come on, talk about some shit. Send them my way. I got my email tagged in the Discord and uh, pinned to my Twitter page. So just send them the email and get in my way it just makes it easier to schedule guests uh if i can keep everything within like my google stuff <clears throat> but other than that guys this has been awesome and i truly do appreciate every single one of you and we are going to be back again next week same time same place new guests new music new featured artists thank you again to sin deliverance from russia gracing me with some of their music and allowing me to showcase them for you guys to hear tonight uh the album cover down on the panels is a link to their band camp you can pick up their album for like five bucks so go get it uh definitely support those guys they they more than earned it so okay all right thank you guys we'll see you next week as always stay sick motherfuckers
Mandarin.